You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Eurobash episode 34. We're back in your ears, back in your minds, back in your lives. Noel McGrath here with his cap on backwards. Oh, yeah, bank holiday weekend in Dublin. Man. Is that a cap on backwards kind of situation? Yeah, I say I'm going to turn this shit around today. <laughs> it is. It's, it's always on a, on, a, on a bank holiday weekend. Tracksuit bottoms, hoodie, cap on backwards. Uh, Represent. Flip flops on. This is the Southside oh, yeah. Casual. Southside Massive. <laughs> we had a big, big weekend with um, UFC. And obviously, Bellator Birmingham going down. Uh, let's take a quick look at these headlines. Donald Cerrone, after telling us all week that he doesn't want to fight Conor McGregor. Yawn. He said he wants to fight him in July now. I'm going to have a rant about that later yeah, on. Was, you uh, absolutely oof. can. We have you space available yesterday. for that. Darren Till's first public appearance at Bellator since his uh, arrest. And uh, he posted that sweaty video online <laughs> after a training session. So he's back in that our hearts, weird. back in our minds. Uh, Amir Ali-Akbari signs for UFC. This guy obviously had um, some issues with PEDs in the past. Uh, you know, he, he had some world championships taken off him. He went to ACB. He looked very dominant. A good addition to that heavyweight division, if you ask me. Um, Paul Craig v. Alonzo Menafield in June 29th. Another unbeaten prospect for Paul Craig. It's becoming his calling card. I think he's 3-2 and two in the UFC against unbeaten guys so far. So looking to make it 4-2. Um, looking forward to seeing that one, Big Paul. Um, RCC 6 went down at the weekend. Alexander Shelomenko uh, defeated Viscardi Andrade in the third round. And former Cage Warriors champion Jonas Bilstein got folded by Artem Froloff. Um, Chris Fields v. Carl Brexton is off. Surprise, uh, surprise, Peter. You did call that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and as I said... Last week, Fields is now calling for the fight to be on Risen. It is a Risen-worthy fight. Um, Definitely. And, you know, we only had uh, the champion, Yuri Prohaska, on last week talking about how he doesn't really feel like Albrechtson's ready for the title yet. So how about let him fight Fields? And if yeah. he gets through there, give him the title shot. You Definitely. Know? Do it. I, I think it's a great matchup. And uh, obviously, you know, one for Chris as well. Who's El Storco Blanco. El Storco Blanco, yeah. Go! He come out in the stork suit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they love those the, uh, in Japan all that sort of um, yes pre-fight production and stuff so yeah let's do it I'd love to see it it'd be great for Chris as well obviously a long time fan of Ryzen and, and Pride and all that so yeah, it's the seventh it. of nine opponents that have pulled out on him over the last few years yeah it's mad it That's is crazy. mad and we've obviously been through a lot of that sort of process um, here in Dublin as well a number of those opponents a couple of Bama events um, I think Chris had a pull out of one as well he was mm. medically pulled from one um, very frustrating. He was pissed off about that. Too. Oh, but yeah, man, <laughs> that like was something through his neck. Remember? Yeah, there was it, a, from a guillotine carotid to, artery yeah. in his neck. Was there was a slight blockage? But uh, listen, I suppose safety first, anyway. But um, frustrating all the same um, for Chris. But um, 
yeah, listen, let's hope that happens. That'll be a cool one. I really hope it does. And it's good to see so many people get behind an yeah. Irish MMA legend there online. So if you haven't already got onto that, you should do it. It would be great to see an Irish guy in Risen. I'd love to see that. Uh, finally, I don't know if you saw the pictures yet, but Casey and Esther got married and it looks like an amazing event. Yeah, uh, I only saw it this morning. With the championship titles. Oh man, they're the best. They're the coolest couple around. So I wish them many yeah, happy likewise. years. And I know they're going to have a fantastic adventure together. They already have. Um, it's like our adventure, PC. It's very much like our adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we didn't get to speak to uh, Jack Hermanson last week. Um, so that was top of my list, uh, to-do list this week. And thank God the Joker got on to speak to us about that fantastic win over Jack right here. Uh, Souza, we talked about that ridiculous guillotine entry he's pulled off three times now. Um, he talked about, in his post-fight press conference, he talked about he wants to fight whoever the UFC think will get him to a title. So we discussed the outlook at uh, 185. You know, Chris Weidman came out and he says, I want to fight him. Yeah, funny and, enough, I, I, I we talked about it last week and I, I quoted the tweet and Chris liked it. So Yeah, but this is this is, this is is the opponent that Hermanson was calling yeah. for straight after the fight, right? Yeah. But now, since he's gone ahead of him in the rankings and no one was interested in him when he had when he was he behind him in the ranking, he said, no, no, he's second choice now. Yeah. So he's, very, he's, very he's inter- number one. Gastelum, all right, well, or that's it, yeah. or Yell Romero. Yeah, they're the three we mentioned last week. We also discussed. Um, a lot of people were pissed because you know, and, and this is ridiculous. Greg Hardy got paid one hundred and fifty thousand, and and Jack would have to play eighty four grand. Yes, that's, that's a piss take. You know, it is a piss take. If you look at, you know, we often get. I, I don't know. You probably get them as well. The Nevada have to disclose yes. a portion of um, state regulations and law. Um, the wages and, and they are crazy some of them like, you, you'd imagine some of these fighters guys mm. that you'd know a little bit better will be getting massive books but it's all about bargaining power in the age it's crazy the, the amount of time Hermanson's yeah. put into this game and I mean it's it seems to be as, as he explains in the interview he seems to be coming up to a, a negotiation situation mm. I think after his next fight he'd be able mm. to negotiate but geez you'd want more than 80 grand to get in there with y'all wouldn't you oh yeah no <laughs> 100% and I'm sure uh, I'm sure his management team will be on top of that now GB you know, bargaining for um, a greater and um, obviously extension to the contracts for for his next fight. So, listen, he deserves it. He's put on some fantastic shows, and uh, you know, as we said last week, any of those three fights, I think, really sort of propel him even further now up into contendership status. And when you're putting, you're you're beating a guy like he did in Jacare in the fashion in which he did. Listen, uh, you're ready to to nearly get in there and go for a title shot. Oh, I opinion. absolutely agree with you. Um, so we're going to talk to Jack now. We'll be back in about ten minutes. MMAfighting.com and I am joined by Jack Hermanson coming off his fantastic win over Jack Array Sosa last week. Jack, you've had a week to process this now. You, I don't know if you've been home yet, but, but just tell me uh, if you can put it into words what the reaction has been like to that fantastic outing. Yeah, uh, I'm back home now. The directions has been amazing, you know. Uh, a lot of new, new followers, a lot of new fans. And uh, everybody from before, you know, uh, everybody supporting me and, and writing to me and congratulating me. And, uh, you know, it feels great. I really got the response that I was looking for. And uh, uh, I'm enjoying uh, a top uh, spot position uh, right now. So uh, I can't wait to, to see what's uh, next. It, it felt like um, a very intense moment, even when we saw you walking out there. How does it feel to kind of... You know, you had so many people before this fight saying, oh, no, he can't go to the ground with Jack Array. He He's not able yeah. for this, blah, blah, blah. To walk out there and, and dominate him on the ground and in the standing exchanges, I mean, it must it must feel good. 
Yeah, it, it felt great. And, uh, you know, uh, talking about the ground game, uh, I would love to, you know, get into the ground even more than I was uh, able to do in the fight, you know. Uh, but uh, I've been reflecting over the fight and uh, uh, I'm happy with it. But, you know, uh, you're always uh, critical to, to towards yourself because you, you want to be even better, you know. So uh, I, I watched that fight and I, I can see that some of my takedown attempts are like a little bit... Uh, far away, so if I would have been doing a little bit of better setups, I probably would have um, had it uh, on the ground even more, actually. Well, 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 it felt like to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it felt like to me that you not only showed that you weren't afraid to go to the ground with him, you made him reluctant to go to the ground with you. That's how yeah, I felt. Yeah, yeah, true, especially when, you know, after his first shot, when I was um, going for the guillotine, you know, after I... Uh, uh, hit him a little bit in the first round, and he, he panicked and and shot, and uh, and I went for the guillotine. Uh, after that, you know, he, he didn't want to shoot anymore, and uh, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, uh, at least he didn't want to end up under me, you know. Yes, yes, and and that guillotine entry, I've seen it now twice. Uh, I saw it against Branch, and I saw it against Jacare. Um, I'm yeah. I'm no uh, ground wizard, but I did train jujitsu for a while, and I've never seen that kind of entry before um wh where does this come from it comes from my trainer uh, eduardo tetarios uh, my jiu-jitsu coach it was actually the first move that he taught me uh, in my first practice with him so it's pretty cool yeah. that uh, uh, it's getting uh, uh, some recognition now i actually finished the, the fight before david branch as well with the same uh, move the so, same um, the same looping arm the way it comes he, in yeah 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 oh, i don't so, know how i didn't uh, recognize yeah that's amazing. Yeah, it was the first first round victory as well against uh, Gerald Merchard. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, so that's uh, that's uh, one of my favorite moves uh, now. And uh, uh, you know, if if somebody gives me the opportunity, I'm gonna go for it a hundred percent. Well, well, and and um, you know, it, it seems like it, it's done exactly what you wanted it to do in that. I feel the fact that Chris Weidman has come out and accepted your challenge, that shows how your status has changed. So yeah. It was very hard for you to get fights against recognized guys. And now guys are saying yes, because they know you're the guy with the momentum now, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, they can see me coming in there and uh, and uh, they want to test themselves against me. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what the UFC thinks and uh, who I'll get uh, get next. How happy are you to see that, though, to see uh, Weidman come out and say he wants that fight? Because he's still, is he one spot ahead of you in the rankings at the moment? No, he's one behind me. Oh. So, actually, it, it, it would have felt better if uh, if it was Gastelum or Romero accepting <laughs> the fight. So, you know, Weidman, uh, now, I'm a little bit picky now, but he's my, like, uh, you know, he's not my first choice, you know. Wow. Uh, I, I would love to fight uh I think Calvin Gaston and, and Joel Romero, but I think Joel Romero, you know, he's, he, he was um, supposed to fight Paulo Costa, so I think uh, those two will, will fight. And uh, Gaston, uh, you know, he, he just fought, so he probably wants a break, just as I do. And uh, I think we, we both uh, could agree on a fight uh, this fall. That would be perfect.
Yeah, so you you are comfortable taking some time off, Jack. That's been a big problem for you, getting you yeah. to just sit down on the couch for a little while, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just like you know, I can feel my body now. It's it's pretty beat, beat up, and uh, I just uh, watch my calendar, you know, and I see that I have a lot of things to do this summer, you know. Uh, always when you have a fight book, you're just pushing things forward all the time, and you know, it's uh, some time that I uh, travel to Sweden and visit my family and uh, and my relatives. Uh, and so on so i have a, a couple of things to do so it's perfect with a break right now and uh, and, and then i can uh, uh, you know uh, increase uh, my training uh, in the end of the summer and uh, and uh, get a new fight in the in the fall that would be perfect yes yes and i mean the the fact that you i know you you put out on social media today that you would like the winner of romero or costa yeah. It doesn't seem that fight uh, is happening right now. There's no, um, huh? it's not yeah. set in stone, right? Yeah, so if, it's a bit, uh, after, after, especially after the, there's been a little bit of controversy in yes. there, you know, and uh, so we will see. It might be the time fighting one of those guys instead. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this isn't the first time. Um, the the reason why I'm focusing on Romero is Romero is a guy that is perceived to be so avoided. People think yeah. that fighters don't want to fight him, and I think before you did what you did to Jackeray, he was considered a guy who was avoided an awful lot as well. But um, yeah. you know, the fact that Costa aren't isn't matched up with Romero right now that isn't set in stone. I mean, yeah. if the Romero fight was made available, is that? Do you feel like, as you said in your post fight uh, press conference, do you feel like Romero is the guy that gets you to the title? Because that's what you want—the guy who gets yeah. you to the title, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's exactly why I want to fight him. Uh, uh, it's not because I think he's an easy fight, because I think he's probably the hardest fight for me out there. But I know that if I win against, uh, or, or I win over him, you know, you can't deny me a title shot. Uh, that that's just uh, how it works. You know, he he's uh, he's the man to beat. Uh, so uh, that's why I want to fight him. I got to ask you, um, this is something that came up an awful lot afterwards. As you know, the, the purses are made available for the, the public to consume. And a lot yeah. of people were annoyed by the fact that, um, you know, Greg Hardy came away with, with more money from that event from you. He got 150K, I believe yours was 84. But um, yeah. I know this is quite a personal question, but I mean, is that annoying to see a guy like you who's put in so many years, who's, who's one of the best middleweights in the world, clearly after that performance, is that annoying for you? Um, not too much, you know, but, uh, I feel like I have still one more fight on my contract now and, uh, because, you know, I'm still on, under the same contract. So sh should I be, uh, be able to, to win the next fight? I'm going to be in a position where I can negotiate, uh, a lot, you know, a contract that's going to be far better than the one I, I have right now. Uh, so uh, it's a little bit uh, easy to, you know, uh, be just because that my uh, my rise uh, lately has been pretty quick, you know. Yes. Uh, uh, so I, I think that I deserve more now, obviously. So I think there is, uh, yeah, we need to neg negotiate a new contract, and, uh, and that one will be be better, and I will be better paid. <laughs> yeah, because you want you want to have the big books to be be taken on the guys the guys at the top of the division, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, if you're up there with these kind of caliber guys, you you certainly deserve a good pay. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm asking you to kind of look into your crystal ball a bit here, Jack. I know yeah. you you said you want some time off, and we you know we don't know what's going on R Romero and Costa at the moment. You've got Adesanya, you've got Whitaker, who are who looks mm. like they're going to fight. 
who do you think will be next? You know, if everything went according to plan, if you got exactly what you wanted, what would it be? Um, exactly how I wanted it. That, that's, uh, <laughs> you know... It doesn't happen an awful lot in this sport, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's hard <laughs> to think like that. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's, yeah, I think that, you know, what, what we know is that Israel and Whitaker will fight. Yes. And uh, the guy that's ranked the highest uh, is Romero, uh, you know. So that's, uh, you know, if I could fight him in uh, this fall, that would be be perfect. Uh, if not, then uh, and what I feel is the most um, like, biggest reward. Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely Romero. But but I feel like uh, Gaslam is probably the fight that I have. I have the feeling that that fight is gonna happen. You know, uh, I feel like uh, that's that's a fight that the UFC. Really, could be willing to to set up. So, uh, yeah, uh, I have a feeling that that's the one, that's the next one. You, so, Gaslaman, do you think if you were, say, it was impre- as impressive as you, you did against Jacare there, let's be honest, the reaction to this is just crazy. So, say, you went in yeah. there and did that against Gaslam again, something similar, something with the same kind of impact. Do you think that would result in the championship date, or do you expect to fight two more times before you go and fight for the title? Um... It could it could possibly give me a title shot, but uh, you know you don't want to uh, you know I don't want to be disappointed either you know yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that, that's that's it you know so if they're not promising me anything you know I will take it for granted uh, because that that's that's my goal for sure and I, I know that I will reach it somehow but I feel like you know. Uh, a maximum two fights away from a title shot for sure. Uh, if not after the next one, then then not that one after that. It might uh, depend a little bit on my performance as well. You know, if it's super dominant and I get a good momentum, they might give it give it to me. And you know, if it's a closer fight, they might uh, uh, want to give me one more fight for the title. So uh, I think that's uh, fair. Absolutely, Jack. Thank you so much for giving us time all the time. Uh, we really appreciate it, and I can't wait to see what's next. And I do hope you get some time off. I don't want you accepting any fights for June first now before the next time I speak uh, to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be there in Sweden, but uh, I'm gonna be watching and enjoying the fights. <laughs> from okay, <outside. laughs> okay, brilliant. Enjoy some time off, Jack, and thank you again. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All the best. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you very much to Jack Hermanson for joining us. I'm so excited about what's going to happen next for him. Um, you know, it's crazy seeing like one fight basically, you know, result in everything that this guy's been asking for to emerge at the top of this division. And and I think a big, oh, there it is. <laughs> and I think a big nod to how his stock has grown is the fact that, as I say to him in the interview, is the fact that Chris Weidman's now saying, oh yeah, I like the sound of that fight. They w- they wouldn't talk about this guy before, you know? Yeah, they wouldn't. And um, I think they have to um, because of that performance. It was a dominant performance against Jack Ray. Crazy. And we've talked, obviously, about, you know, Jack Ray is obviously on sort of, um, you would say he's coming off the top of the hill um, from his career, but still, um, you know, massively dangerous guy. He could get in there with anyone in that top 15 and cause easily. him a lot of trouble. Easily. And he'll, he'll easily he'll, beat them. He'll give, 
no one wants to get in there with him at the moment no. uh, after that performance and after what we've seen how good his ground and pound game is how versatile he is how dynamic he is on his feet he can bring the fight really wherever he wants to to bring it and we saw that against Jack Wright. we saw every sort of facet every utilisation of what he's good at we saw him up against the cage the gritty grindy style in the second and third rounds and obviously kicked on and later and he can and he can go five now as well so it, it's, it's a big big plus and advantage for him to have that in his locker and be able to know he can go those five rounds as well I think is a, is a massive factor and something that um, I think we're just going to see a lot lot more from, from Jack in the next year a young man too um, so that, that's obviously going to bode well for him in that division um, let's take a look at what happened last week um, UFC Ottawa um, that was the kind of highlight of the weekend for a lot of MMA fans Um Donald Cerrone, fantastic fight, uh, fantastic display. I love dad mode Cerrone, by the way. But the only points I'll take away is returning to the McGregor situation. Like, I mean, I think it was cringeworthy. I think when you when you have a win like that, when you have so much uh, public adoration, you can really make something happen there. And I just don't feel like the the Conor fight is still an option. You know, I, I totally agree with you. And I think when it's almost to a point where he's begging for it now. It looks a little bit pathetic, in my opinion. Um, I think we saw it with Paul Felder as well. There was a lot of talk in relation to, you know, oh, the Conor fight, it must be... No, like, there is a lot more. No offence to you, Donald. You've come back. You're two fights back in the UFC lightweight division after your little stint, unsuccessful stint at welterweight. It wasn't that unsuccessful. It was unsuccessful. Look at his record. Um that's what it's all down to, PT, at the end of the day. Records, and if you're winning fights, and he didn't win a lot of fights at, at, at welterweight, right? But if you look at the UFC lightweight division, we have so many fights at the top of that division that we have yet to see and potentially may never see. And these guys are ahead of Cowboy Cerrone, in my opinion. You have, obviously, Habib, Connor, Gaethje, Poirier, Holloway, Ferguson. These guys need to sort out that little mix in there before throwing Donald Cowboy Cerrone in there. And I think that's fair to say. I think we've waited so long to see a lot of these fights, like, you know, Ferguson, McGregor. Um, you know, you have the Holloway rematch. Holloway ba- back at 155. You're reading now. notes out of your phone here. No, I'm just looking at the <laughs> picture. I'm actually looking at the, pe- the picture of the guys because I can never remember everyone's fucking names. There's so many fuckers. But, and I hear this Conor McGregor has a big future. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, though? I think throwing him in there and it just puts another person in the mix that's, that's probably not there in my eyes yet to be considered in that elite he's had his chances before in the past I know he's looked different he's looked right, who do you put very, him in very with though? good Edson Barbosa part 2 why not let's see it again Edson, like that, that was a fight that happened years ago and I think Edson's obviously evolved a lot since then and, and let's see that test because you have other guys ahead of him and you know he's not going to fight his buddy Paul Felder uh, that was a potential fight Paul I think should go throw down against Justin Gaethje I think if we're going to see uh, Habib and, and Dustin I think we should see Connor and Tony towards the end of the year and what know, about Kevin Lee Kevin Lee's going to welterweight. Is so, he though, definitely? Yeah, well, he's fighting. Because um, he keeps saying that. And then no, but the fight's booked. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah is it he is fighting? booked. Um, he's fighting, Jesus, check, double check there. Um, he is, he's a fight booked anyway for, I think it's next month sometime. Um, and there's talk of, uh, you know, obviously Kevin's finding it very hard, I think, to make that weight still. 155 pounds. We've seen a few cuts where he hasn't been great. So, if you look at, you know, sort of the dimension, you know, because we're not going to really ever get... Oh, Dasanios. Dasanios, that's right. We're not going to get any, you know, clear movement in terms of who's where and who's ranked where until we sort out the guys in the top six. That's, and Cerrone's not there. That's proved to be a very, very difficult thing to do. I know, but, you know, like, I agree with you, but there's other guys ahead of him that other fights need to be booked instead of him being yeah, thrown I just in the don't see. I, I tell you, I just don't see the... the, the 
McGregor thing working out because there's too much money from a Diaz rematch. There's too much money for Khabib rematch. Yeah. It's just he do, he pales in comparison to that. And let's be honest, when you are Conor McGregor, you are the UFC, you want to bring him back for the biggest fight available and he is 100%. not the biggest fight. It's as He's, simple as that. He isn't the biggest fight and I think even to a certain extent now, I think a lot of people are even in, more interested in seeing the Ferguson fight ahead of that. Yeah, maybe so. Um, what did you think of that co-main event? Because a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people did not enjoy it one bit. It was absolute garbage and I think we said it last week. <laughs> That we did predict Elias Teodoro um, just makes fights crap. He really does. Like, let's be honest about it. Like, he, he seems like a nice guy. He likes his hair. You know, looks good. Um, doesn't clearly want to get hit in the fights the way he fights. He's you know off the back foot. Um, very telegraphed in his movement when he tried to go forward too. I'm sure Derek Brunson was very very frustrated in that fight, and I was glad to see Derek get the win because he pushed the pace, tried to win the fight. It's um, it's guys like that you could see Elias Teodoro being cut, and, and it was like Teodoro's big chance to kind of establish himself exactly. in that in that uh, middleweight picture, and it just didn't happen for and him. I, and I think he's one of these guys, even on a winning streak. You know, I know he's lost that fight, but he's one of these guys, even on a winning streak, that could be cut from the UFC just because the style of his 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 fighting. It was a really big reaction. Like, I mean, the amount of people that were talking about this was, was unbelievable. Uh, Dorino was talking. About, we even saw as we'll talk to later on, and he did comment on this fight. Marvin Vittori, like he was making stories about it going is this for real you know it was, is this- I, I was uh, and, and, hey, but he, it'd be like you watching me playing rugby yeah but he was so telegraphed as well be like, that, his- them line outs are shite mate but did you see how predictable his shots were as well it was it was a really strange uh, it was performance and I was I was happy for Derek Brunson because uh, absolutely you know, he, he's bored the shit out of me in that fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cub Swanson could it be Cub Swansong so next I was just about to say that my God! Yeah, I I don't know where one of those judges got that fight thirty twenty seven for Swanson. He needs a good uh, slap. Um, Are people getting like? Did he get confused as the one who's? Yeah, I, I think he might have wrote. Yeah, wrote Burgos the wrong is thing. fucking huge, big boy. Jesus Christ, that was terrifying. The size of that fella. You, you might have given the third to 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 came out to hot, Swanson, yeah. but, but Burgos had a good end of that round too. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But the first and second were, you know, it was, it was easy for me. Good technical fight. Um, yeah, I, I, you just wonder how much more Cub has to offer in the tank. And, you know, maybe you can argue even that he should have retired a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, yeah. legends. These legends. young guys look look, look at yeah. seriously hard work. Um, you know, what do you do? Do you put him in there with Rodriguez? Do you put him in there? Like, you know what? I like that. Well, like, he, he's far, like he's far on the bounce. Like, why not put him... Like, the last time we saw Yair take a big step up, he wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Everybody knows it's against Edgar. But maybe this is the time to test him against a guy who's been established in the yeah, featherweight. Well, the, the fight against the zombie was, you know, I think that is that progression. And you throw Burgess in there and give Burgess a, a bit of a test as well. That's that's a fight that I think um, a lot of fans would like to see. That's a, that's a good shape, PT. I like that one. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um... Uh, Shelby. uh he really took it to Katona. No Kavna in Katona's corner. Obviously, Kavna was yeah. in uh, Bellator, Birmingham. Right. But this is, we have seen this before. Like, I mean, it, like, do you think fighters, remember Artem fought Cobb and, and John didn't go to it? Yeah. Um, you know, he had other engagements. Do you think that's a real put off for, for fighters when the, when the coach isn't there, or is it not a big deal? Because, I, I mean, Katona I so. probably has a different crowd in Canada as well yeah, because he, he was there for so long, you know? But, yeah, no, I think it, it, it obviously isn't, you know, the most favourable of circumstances not to have your coach in your corner but it obviously can't be helped Brian's been with John a lot lot longer um, a lot lot a lot a lot Brad's only been there two fights so yeah listen I don't think that should be a really major issue but um, it was a performance where he got you know he got beaten and beaten well 
Yeah, Divalash Vili's just so weird, man. Isn't he's throwing he the kitchen sink at you from the word go, and then as soon as you open up, he's on you. Yeah, he took him down a load, and it was uh, <coughs> it was, a, it was one of those fights where I think Katona, you know, fair play to him for sticking in there till the end, but it was it was a long night for him. Yeah, it was. Um, Walt Harris uh, absolutely battered Sergey Sp- uh, Spivak. Bad debut for him, but Walt not Disney. I will say, <laughs> I will say. Um, look how Pavlovich turned things around in his second yeah, UFC yeah. out. And he came, he exactly. went in against um, Alistair Overeem, got starched, and then he came back out and looked brilliant in his uh, in his sophomore outing in Russia there last time out. So, look, uh, a champion coming into a new division, I think it's daunting. I think the heavyweight, the perils of heavyweight for a guy coming in from the outside of the UFC is the talent pool isn't that deep. Yeah, so they could be thrust into a, a level of opponent that they've never even seen before in their life. And uh, Harris proved that that was the situation for uh, Spivak. But maybe... You know, that experience will stand to him in his next outing, as we saw with Pavlovich, but um, definitely not the debut he wanted, and a good win for Walt. Um, the only other European interest in the card was Nordine Tlaib, and he got a, a dominant victory over Kyle Probolik. Um, You know, I'm sure Neymar will give him the weekend off now. For um, <laughs> Is he still working with Neymar? Do we know that? No, but I like that narrative. Yeah, so do I. So I'm going to go with it. So Neymar yeah. probably on the phone to him straight afterwards. Oh, can't wait till you're home. Get over. I feel very insecure. <laughs> <laughs> little footballer millennials do you reckon he gets canned if, if Neymar goes to Real yeah no no do you reckon no, he's I, brought I, in I'd, I'd say Tlaib is the kind of guy that speaks Spanish as well I'd say Tlaib yeah. wears a polo neck very well oh yeah, yeah. and an earpiece and, and a gold chain and around it pair of black, <laughs> and a pair of black sunglasses and, and a gold chain around it as well and a, a big Rolex watch yeah all yeah. that shit yeah, I'd like say, black you could just pick I'd say probably of, you know one of those short like short sleeveless <laughs> yeah. polo necks the, yeah. the black it, it's very predictable you, what he's going to wear do you think um, he makes more money from being Neymar's girl oh 100% yeah. <laughs> so you 100%. Can, every time he's getting in there he's doing it for us he's yeah, doing it for well, the love that, guys that's it that's what a lot of guys are doing it for I guarantee you Neymar was paying a fucking more like, I don't think we can even uh, need to even have that conversation yeah it's a true story uh, let's get on to Bellator Birmingham there was so many call outs I tried to list as many where as I could where did you watch here. it I watched it in my gaff did you watch it, the, the main card online Oh, oh, sorry, a bit of interruption there. 5, cutting, cutting there. I said something there. You um, tuned in Channel 5, did you? Yes. All right, okay. I couldn't get Channel 5. I saw a I have a great bit of hardware there that helps right, me get okay. this right, kind okay. of thing. Right. Okay, cool. They sell them in Fairyhouse Market. <laughs> um, Bellator Birmingham. Um, yes, the... Um, like, I mean, the main event. I mean, that must be absolutely soul-destroying for Tim Wilde. Um, Brent Primus go-go platism in mm. the first minute. I mean, that is one of the rarest submissions that you can yeah, achieve. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we all remember Nick Diaz doing his attack on Origami yeah. back in the day, and it was like everyone's head exploded. And for a guy as muscled as Brent Primus to, to do that was absolutely unbelievable. His muscles are pop off. Yeah, me, me heart went out to <laughs> Tim Wilde, though. I mean, that's, you know, to get to get finished by a, an incredibly rare submission in the in the first minute, basically, you know. And, and he did look like he stung Primus with a right hand just before that ground sequence started but as soon as he went down to meet Primus on the ground Primus was working for that go-go platter I know he went for this an awful lot against Chandler in the last fight but a uh, tough one for Tim um, yeah, you know when you get that big step up you don't you, you know we, we said last week it was going to be a little bit too much and it proved that way I think. yeah it's tough it's tough um, in the co-main event um, Fabian Edwards with a fantastic knockout uh, you know two two up kicks stands up right left 
Is he ready for a world title shot, man? You, you feel like he's not far away. Well, just the one thing I'd say, like, and and this is no slight on Fabian um, or his management team because I know they were looking for the toughest fights available, but it's tough when you go in there against Chadwick, who had a great win, we'll get on to that. Uh, when it's tough when you go in there against a Chadwick and you have that kind of performance and then the level of opponent drops rather than increases. True. Um, You know, in all fairness to Flacco Neto, he nearly has an even record now after mm. that loss. Mm. He's 11 and 10 now. Um, Fabian... Like that—that's the one. Like I mean, I, not, all respect to Jude Simon, he's a great, great matchmaker. But you need to consistently build these guys. The way to keep the 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 public's appetite there is to keep on giving them new challenges, new challenges. But, but so they're like going, "What's going to happen here?" Rather than, "Well, Fabian's going to win but the first it's round." It's a problem not for Fabian here that he can't get matches, and that's the issue that he's going to have to make that step up, whether he's ready for it or not, because guys. Um, you know he's finding it very hard to get matched against opponents. That's that, that's probably an issue as well for for the promotion. But I just don't see why Mike Sheep, Shipman and um, Kaslo and Steenis are matched for June now. Like I don't think if they're taking that kind of fight, why wouldn't they take uh, Fabian? Maybe the Birmingham thing was an issue. Yeah, but um, look, we need we need to see to to make the uh, the public really want this because I felt there was a, a lack of anticipation for this card in the lead up to it massively compared to the other European yeah. cards massively and you've got to you've got to give him a fight that you're kind of going Jesus how's he going to get on here and look that's incredibly hard because he looks unbelievable I think they should have held him out and put him on the London card yeah. and bumped up the London card a little bit more put Shipman and Edwards on like. why not because I mean not? They're, yeah. they're getting rid of two they're putting two prospects together anyway with yeah. Van Steenis and, and look Whatever. I just, I just hope we see that steady build. I know that's what Fabian wants because that's how you make money in this game. Exactly. I totally agree with you. And I think if we look at the London card, the excitement already, there seems to be that buzz around it with James and Gagard on the card as well. Yes. And I think it's going to be like the traction that Dublin card did here, which was absolutely insane. It was mental. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Big time. Yeah. Um, taking a look further down the card, Pedro Carvalho, we'll talk to him later on. This was the performance that this guy needed. Um, an absolutely brilliant performance against Derek Campos in his 15th Bellator fight. Pedro, I went down to the gym to inter- big name to yeah, I went down to the gym to interview Brian Moore ahead of this fight, and Pedro was there, and he had this crazy look of intensity, and I had yet to know he had taken on this fight, and then it all suddenly makes sense the next day when I get wind of it. I'm like, yeah, wow, yeah. okay, um, you know, he he looked fantastic, I think. And when you see James Gallagher and Brian Moore getting behind his request to be in that featherweight tournament, it shows you that the whole gym is behind this Definitely. guy. Let's get him going. Only 23 years of age. Is even that all he is? Everybody thinks he's about 42. He looks about 50, yeah. Yeah, everybody, we, we clarified this again. I told him he's going to have to post a picture of his passport uh, to convince <laughs> the masses. But Raymond Daniels had somewhat oh, uh, exciting Bellator debut. Unreal, man. Like, you're watching that stuff. It's like computer game stuff. That's one of the best knockouts. Just to have the mind and the Mental. intelligence to faint your force your leg in the air and then drop your yeah. arse to the ground and then throw a dig. It, it was it, it was just sensational. I was blown away by looking at that. I man. was screaming. Oh, I was just, ah! what the fuck? Look at this. Yeah, it one was. of those amazing, amazing moment. But it will be very interesting again to see if he can deal with a higher level mixed martial arts. I know, but it's his opponent. D- all right, yeah, it's his I know, debut. No, I, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. But I think we just have to we, we just have to say that anyway. Yeah, well, I think I think the, the problem for me is if you're looking at this in terms of a contest, you are putting two guys into an MMA fight. One's the greatest kickboxer of all time. Yeah. The other one's like a regional kickboxer. I'm a better kickboxer than both of them. <laughs> no, um, but do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. There's only yeah. like there's pretty much one one outcome, and we saw it the other night, and it was fantastic. And um, but just just for a bit. A bit of fantasy matchmaking here for Raymond Daniels. We're not going to worry about the next, the right step up. What's the fight you want to see right now? I'll tell you mine. Go. Dylan Danis. 
Oh, do it for the crack. <laughs> do it for the crack. It, it makes crack. no sense whatsoever if you're Bellator, but just do it, lads. Do it. Jiu-Jitsu head against a yeah, it's the classic kickboxer. Yeah, it's the classic. Let's see it. Oh, man, that would, that would be cool. I, I'm down with that shit. I'm definitely down with that shit. Yeah, I'm trying to get a hold of Raymond. I wanted to interview him about that miraculous KO. He doesn't like you after last week. How does he just do it all the time, though? I mean, every time, if you watch any of his yeah, voices yeah, it's like that, you know, it's just... It's crazy. But let's take a look at some more of these matchups. What do you think of Joe Warren v. Brian Moore? He talked to our boy Shawnee Betts and Steve. <laughs> there, there's a 50-year-old now in, in Joe Warren. Joe's an old dude. What is he, 43? But a good, good scalp. 100% a good scalp. I'm down with it if Joe wants to do I think Joe last fought in October, November, something like that. I'm not, not sure. But I think that would be a really, really good scalp, a really good way to maybe introduce Brian to further maybe into yes. an American audience. And, you know, if he does really want that push for the world title, at 135 pounds, no better way to start it than a, than to beat a vet on a hard ass like Joe Warren. We see that SBG guys are kind of given prominent places in Bellator. Do you believe that Carvalho will get that tournament space on the back of that? Because well, I think he has to because you know brilliant. we talk about um, last week how experienced Campos is mm. when you're putting away a guy like that and doing it in, 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 in uh, putting on a performance like that as a 23 year old. If they're looking at future prospects, look at his record in Bellator as He's well. He's already done Daniel Crawford. Like. That's what I mean. He should have got more respect after that. One. Put him on the card, give him a good placement in that tournament. Yeah. What definitely. about those body kids? The noise off him. Jesus Christ. Um, Chandler v. Primus Tree. Meh. No. Yeah. Uh, Dom Wooding v. James Gallagher. I'm a bit confused about this one because Dom was fighting a featherweight. He, I think he said his time with bantamweight's done. And James Gallagher is a, definitely a bantamweight now. You know? Yeah. Um, And, and as well, two... Wooding look great. Two red-hot prospects. You know, what do you do? You put yeah, them together? No, no. And, and guys that have... like, th- There's no need to push them now. They're still but, very young. Can I ask a question now? I know yes. James is coming off... Is it? We're at a point now where we need to see James constantly. I think Jeremiah Labiano is a, yeah. a good step up from his last fight. I think Dom Wooding is another step up again. Look, oh, I, yeah. I, I well, know Wooding's amazing. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's a great. He's great unbelievable. Fighter. Um, and but I will say about the matchmaking there, Wooding's been taking on champions pretty much from his second fight. Yeah, to put him in against Calsa was was uh, I knew what that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. With and you. that's with the greatest respect to David Calsa. I've seen him give a lot of lads trouble, including uh, Keen Cowley, yeah. but um. Wooding is the finished product as far as I'm concerned I already. And, and he's just unbelievable to watch. And What age is he, 23? I, I'm not too sure what he's age he is. I've been age. watching him from a long, from a distance for a long, long time. And he's one of my favorite fighters to watch um, from his amateur days because people were already, if you remember when he was an amateur and Ryan Curtis was an amateur, yeah, they were trying to right. put them together for the pro debut. Nice FC, I think they were trying yeah. to make that fight Shinobi happen. Shinobi or one of them yokes, yeah. Um, yeah, listen, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're at a stage now if Brian wins this fight, uh, sorry, if James wins this fight against Laviano, where we have to see a significant push. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but is he in the same weight division? <laughs> that's that's the, well, the serious well, who, issue. Well, who knows? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see if Dom's willing to do that <laughs> but, again. Uh, but as for Brian Moore, I think it was it was a, it was a good way to get Brian back in there. Um, well, he had the fifteen minutes as well. Yeah, you know? it's that's you know it all came to him. And um, I'll tell you, it's exceptionally hard. I don't know if you ever grappled any rounds or boxed any rounds, but. When somebody is just literally not giving you anything, they've decided from the first exchange, I'm going to lose this yeah, fight yeah. and I'm just going to defend. Yeah. Like, believe me, I was that guy in jiu-jitsu who just waited. I'm just waiting. Yeah. I'm getting battered. But I know if I open myself up to attack the other guy, I'm going to take a risk and he's going to get me. You could see when Brian had his back against the cage uh, on the deck and he was just literally 
Yeah. You know, just cover risk up. control, risk control the whole time. Brian was finding it very difficult to get his hands out and land blows. But he looked strong. He looked fit for the 15 minutes. He, he did look really fit for the 15 minutes. And, and I think that's a, that's a big, big positive. Brian will like that. I think that he's got three rounds in behind him now and the hands are okay. There's mm. no injuries to the hands. I think it's very, very important from that point of view. But yeah, I think Brian will be a little bit disappointed he didn't get the finish in that fight. I think that... You know, a number of occasions, maybe he was a little bit hesitant. There was there was a knee, I think, there a number of times he could have thrown um, down the chest. And I think he landed actually once and, and, and um, his opponent uh, fell to the ground. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's one of those ones where you just, I think, you get the victory and you move on. Saul Rogers got a decision win over Aiden Lee. That was an incredibly tough fight for Aiden Lee in his debut. Yeah, silly fight. I take. thought it was. Like, yeah. I mean, Saul Rogers dominated, you know. Um, yeah. You know, Saul's one of the, most, the best guys oh, yeah, he's in the UK and Ireland. You know? long, he's yeah. been dying for this opportunity. I felt that was really tough matchmaking for Aiden Lee, um, who was making his I, debut. I think Aiden should have, and we talked about it last week. He's an outrageous stayed, talent. Should have stayed around cage where he's a bit longer. But these things happen. Yeah. Cancro's recurve is uh, Kane Musa got a debut win over Matthew Pizork, um, Pizkor, Um It was... It was Matthew gave him plenty of trouble early on, I tell you. And I think Kane has so many plates spinning. Like he's he's an entrepreneur. Um he has so many businesses involved in the music industry, he's involved in the fashion industry. Yeah. He's got so much going and I think, you know, that probably showed him like, you know, um he probably thought he was gonna go in there and take care of business very yeah. quickly. Um he went to fifteen minutes, looked very fit, don't get me wrong, but um yeah, good debut, good signing for them, and off to a good start. Lee Chadwick gets a win over James Mulheron. A lot of people had this one for Mulheron. Uh, he seemed to be have the slicker striking of the two, but Chadwick's forward momentum, and he, you know, he, he wrestled them well up against the fence. Um, he was definitely trying to stifle all those attacks. So that's a, 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 a very close fight decision yeah. win for Chadwick, though. Um, Yannick Bahadi took care of business against Amir Dadovich, got the first uh, round Kamara. We talked about Dominic Wooding's win over David Kalsa. Jimmy Wallhead continues the resurgence with Bellator. He's 2-0 and now under the banner with a win over Giorgio Petrini. Uh, Gavin Hughes got the second round rear naked choke over Muhammad Yaya. And Ashley Reese got a got a gritty win over Craig Turner. Craig Turner seven and one. Ashley Reese uh, seven and one. I'm mean, serving an old Craig Turner was Ashley Reese seven and one going into the fight. So tough fight there. Um, Dave Castle got a win over John Nichols, a first round knockout. Akon won. This looked fantastic against Sam Slater. He looks much improved since joining that team Renegade. Um, disappointment for Sam. Obviously, he's gone to two and two now. That's a guy that a lot of people are hot on. So don't be surprised to see that fella yeah. have a have another run at it. Raphael uh, Achigbu fantastic debut triangle choke in the first round over Lee Percival uh, Nicholas Soli got a KO out of nowhere really against Simon Ridgeway and uh, a draw started the night which I thought Constantine uh, Gunsarev was was robbed that SBG fighter I thought he won the fight fairly handily uh, Kieran Lister got the second round for me but I thought Constantine did enough it ended in a draw and that's all that we had from Bellator listen how do you see the health of Bellator Europe at the moment though like, I don't know how it's going, you know? I'm a little bit... I don't know if that event sold the way it intended to. I don't know. I know a few weeks out, people were saying there was tickets. I know Fabian was posting that there was still tickets available. Um, I mean, do you fear that this could possibly not go beyond the year? With Sky, yeah. Yeah, like, and I feel if Sky isn't there, will yeah. Bellator see the point in it? No, but, well, you don't know with Bellator because they didn't have a TV deal for so long that... They might continue to piss against the wind, but they have to have um, a platform in place if they want this to continue. And I just don't feel at the moment um, there's a major amount of buzz, buzz for a yes. lot of the cards. 
Mm. Um, I think obviously the Dublin, the Dublin one ones are was, huge. Was insane was it was amazing, and there was so. They much. could do two Dublin cards a year. Well, like that Dublin card did mo- did more traction, way more traction than UFC London. Way. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, for you on News Talk, who was an Irish publication. Yeah, but I know. I think in general, if mm. you look at like, no, not not for us, no. No, no, no. But no, I'm talking about in in Europe here. All oh, right, right. The interest here. In oh Europe yeah, yeah. Was 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 nearly bigger than UFC London. Um, and I think, you know, going forward, I think the gym card, obviously, you need guys like James, you need guys like Musasi. But I just don't feel as though they have the big names in general to be able to continue this. I think what they should do, and this is for a long, long time, is space out their cards a lot more and promote them more and stack them harder and better. Because there's a lot of, you know, dinosaurs on, on their ranks as well, um, sort of the upper way classes. Um, but I think that's what they need to do. And I, I, I just don't see the problem with that anymore. Like, why don't you promote the shit out of a card and, you know, starve and wet the people's appetites? You don't think the the European series was promoted? No, a lot of bollocks. Right, right. Um, I have to say, Gary Day Davis was brilliant on the broadcast. Like, I mean, he actually brought a real bit of flair and personality to the whole situation. What podcast? I mean, sorry, not the podcast, the broadcast, I said. Fuck the fuck. Um, Aiden Power was on the broadcast. Do you know, from the RTE guy. They used to do the Den and shit. Why was he on it? I don't know. Where's Give give, uh, Mike Sheridan a show for that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, look at you. Give us a show. Oh, God. He'll work what? for Bellator. Who's this guy? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Um, and That's then, shocking. Uh, Paul Daly was very good. but when, Sorry, we talked about this one. That's terrible. Do you want a job with Bellator? Not really, but you're going, <laughs> why, who's this guy jumping on the bandwagon? They should have got Mike Sheridan. Oh, God. He does live TV all the time. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he, he just knows the sport a lot better. Aiden actually did well. He's very polished. But you could tell there was a lack of... You know, knowledge. just ge- general knowledge on MMA, which Mike could be probably better at as far as I'm concerned. But um, Garrett came in. He was kind of in and out. But as soon as he was in, you could tell Daly settled down a lot more. Everybody's a lot more comfortable. And then what happened was, after the fights finished, lads just started walking straight up to Garrett. Like, so they're coming yeah, out of the cage yeah, yeah. and they were like these impromptu interviews. Some man is Garrett. Yeah, so it was good crack. I, I actually enjoyed that. I was saying to him there, I was talking to him today, and I was saying, you should actually get you in a little corner and have the fighters come out and just have a quick word with you, you know, outside the cage. But I suppose you can't double down on yeah, the interviews yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it was it was good. It, the event was good to watch. The main card was really good live. Like, I mean, look at look at the look at the finishes you had. You had those up kicks, you had the Daniels crazy KO, you had Pedro absolutely blazing through someone, and then you had that Primus freak submission of Gogo Plata. So it went well, but yeah, I do agree with you. I, I feel like, you know, in Dublin, I had random people who, just sports fans, talking to me about this card, and I didn't have that ahead of this one. And I think perhaps with a with, with Fabian and a really, really interesting fight there, I think a lot more people are kind of Yeah, like, I agree. What about, like, uh, I know Melvin Manoff's already on there, but what about a guy like that that's yeah. been around for years? Mm-hmm. Melvin Manoff's a fight in June, I believe. But, um, you know, give give us something like that, because then we're like, we're going to see a tear up here, lads. Um. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, Bellator Birmingham. We are going to go over to Pedro Carvalho, the man who has been imprinted in a lot of people's minds after that first round victory over Campos in Birmingham. He looked fabulous. He had that beautiful suit on him afterwards. I complimented him on that. And um, yeah, he just gives us a general sense of where he feels he is and what he feels he needs next um, to get himself into that tournament. So thank you very much to Pedro. We'll be back in about 15. MMAfighting.com and I am joined by Pedro Carvalho who's coming off his two-minute disposal of Derek Campos at Bellator Birmingham on Saturday night. That's that's Pedro's third win in as many outings under the Bellator banner and he is now calling for a, a place on Bellator's featherweight tournament which looks likely to kick off in October. Pedro, my word, what a win, what a performance. How are you? How's it going, sir? How's things? 
it man that was that was absolutely incredible i'll tell you a story i was i was down in the gym interviewing brian moore a few weeks back uh, like many weeks back and while i was there someone kind of uh, i saw you training and the this crazy intensity about you but it had yet to be announced that you had stepped up to the mark to, to fight Derek Campos so I left the place going my god this man's uh, this man's so intense and then next of all we find out that this co-main event slot has, has come up um, how long did it take you to accept that? Uh, I, I, I never take more than 30 seconds to uh, to accept a fight I never took longer than that you know well. that was it like my my coach John Cavanaugh, he, he told me about this offer, and I just uh, the only thing that I asked him about was if if he thinks that with a win over the Campos, if I will get a good possibility in the tournament. He said absolutely, and I said let's go, let's do it. Yeah, and and I feel like this is something that you have you've geared yourself towards for a very long time. I saw you um, doing interviews with Jerry McCarthy out in the Phoenix Park talking about how. You hope this would open up the opportunity to fight in the tournament. Um, was that always what was on your mind, as you said there, even before you accepted the fight, you were thinking about this? Has that been something you've been uh, trying to guide yourself towards for a long time? Uh, yes, absolutely. Like uh, since, since I, I heard about it, was was one of my, my targets, one of my goals, you know, be on, on the tournament because it's straight away a direct opportunity to be world champion, you know? Because... Absolutely. You just you just have to, you just have to do your work, win the fights, and you get the belt guaranteed. So yeah, straight away once I, I knew about the, the tournament was one of my goals, you know. But there's so many f- high level featherweights and even lightweights that can do featherweight, you know. And uh, I knew it will be will be tough, and um, and I knew that I I, I needed something to to make noise to to prove myself once again, you know. But and uh, at the time in February, I got the chance to fight against Brennan Geertz. Yes. And then the fight got cancelled because uh, my paperwork, my visa got, got late. And um, at the time, was like really heartbroken for me. Like was 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 one of the most disappointing thing that ever ever happened to me. You know. Especially because I was in in this in, in my mind was like this is it this, this is gonna be my moment because it's a big name and I'm not gonna prove myself and I see this chance like just go like that because a piece of paper you know it's crazy yeah. and um, but then I just thought about like if, if if this didn't happen was because it's not meant to happen you know it's because something bigger further gonna happen so I just embraced this thought and I just went to the gym like I was in, in training camp, training, training, training hard, hard, like I had some opponent, even if, even did I, I didn't have it, but I, I was, I was in camp. So once, once, once John told me about the, the, the campus fight, I was like, man, this is it. This is, this is my moment, you know? And, uh, I wasn't wrong about it. Yeah, no, 100%. And I know uh, Campos, like, did you know when you saw it, Campos, this guy has fought in Bellator 14 times before, um, you know, you were going to face off. He has fought some of the biggest names under the promotional banner. Were you aware of all this as soon as they, they said that name to you? Oh, yeah, like, I, I, when, I was, when I was still a, a, a teen, a teen, like, it wasn't like a long time ago that I was a teenager. <laughs> yes, yes, you're only 23, but, right? I'm only 23, Incredible. right? Incredible. 
Uh, and I remember to be in Portugal. I remember to be in Portugal, uh, seeing Bellator and, and 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 seeing Campos fighting. You know, I was I was I was only um, a dreamer, a MMA uh, fan, and I was seeing there with Campos fights. You know, yeah. And uh, it's crazy that that, that um, a few years later I was sharing the very same ring with him. You know. But that's that's only the reflection of, of of my hard work, you know. Like people say, like I, when I say that I I, I really really work my ass every single day. Like I, I'm not like telling this for the cameras or this. Like I whoop my ass on on the gym, you know, because I I want this more than anyone. Like I just this is my life, you know. I sacrifice everything for this, you know. And I will not like let anyone, doesn't matter who is, point in front of my of my of my target. You know, if someone puts it in front of it, I just go through them. You know, no one gonna stop me to get the top. Yes, yes, and I mean we're talking about this in terms of you know everybody now knows who Pedro Carvalho is after this fantastic performance. I but, hope so. <laughs> yes, yes, but but did you feel as though Campos was kind of saying who is this guy? Do you do you feel like? Um, he didn't expect that from you, like to go in there and get rid of him in two minutes, and in the way that you did, so dominant. Do you think that took him by surprise? Because I know a lot of guys from the US, they don't have the highest opinion of of some of the guys from Europe. You know? Yeah, like I, I don't know, I don't know how, what what was his knowledge about me. You know, before the fight, uh, pro- probably when they offered me, he saw some of of my fights, but I may pro- most likely he didn't know who I was. You know, but um, I always take actually like I was thinking about this going to the fight. Like this guy, like like everyone, like every single one of basically every single one of my opponents, especially in Bellator, they all overlooked me. They all underestimated me. They were like everyone on single level from Daniel Crawford to even like Luca Vitali on Italy. They all thought that okay, this is gonna be a walk in a park. And man, if there's a wrong person that you can do that, it's me, you know. And I, I proved them wrong. And I, I believe that uh, with Campus was was a little bit the same. I believe that also he also took me serious, especially after the um, the Wiggins, You know, I I I made sure that that my message passed. But he probably thought that that you will be put me away in one round or something. But. Uh, and I took like that as my advantage, you know, yes. to take him, take him like like surprise, you know, because no one is ready for the pressure that I put. And I especially knew that he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't like counting on that kind of pressure straight away. So I just capitalized, you know. You know, when you when you have built this up in your head, um, uh, uh, to the way that you did, and, and the fact that Brandon uh, that fight couldn't happen, and then you have this guy who's competed so many times in Bellator. How does that feel when you see him drop to the canvas? How does that feel when when everything you've kind of visualized for so many so many weeks suddenly happens? How does that feel? Like, oh, it, it feels great, you know. The feeling is is great, but at the same time, it's just like it was another step. That's it. I I didn't accomplish nothing. I um, I, I it's no time to celebrating because I'm still a contender. Okay. I didn't I didn't reach my goals. So, but, um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know. Yes, I know. But when, when they offered me the fight, I, I felt straight away that I was about to put the best performance in my life, 
you know. And uh, this comp was particularly like it, like the, the the comp itself was great, but at the same time was maybe the worst comp that I had in you know, of little injuries. You know, every single week I was getting hurt in some spot. You know, nothing there was were able to like stop me to fight, but was there. But uh, in my mind, I was like, "This is gonna be the best performance in my life." Do you, you feel know? it? Do you feel it is when you look back on it? It was absolutely. It was like um, the only thing. The only thing that, that 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 I have to point in what happened on that fight was he took him. He took me down and got my back. Was the only bad thing that I can say from my 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 performance because I think it's pretty clear that the performance was 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 really really good. You know? The sound of those body kicks, man. That sound they made, it was crazy. It was like a baseball bat hitting someone. Yeah, I know. Like once, like once of my once of my main weapons, it's it's my left body kicks. I love, absolutely love them, but um, I didn't want to straight away shoot them because because as I normally do it, I was like maybe they study, maybe maybe they already counting on. So I just took my time, especially because. I've been focusing a lot on, on on my boxing even more, you know, to get better and better and better. So I just like prefer to take my time on my boxing, try to read read his timing, you know. And once he he he, he thought that we 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 were like engaging in kind of a a scrappy boxing thing, I surprised him with the body kicks, and that was happened, you know. And straight away when I landed the first, he wasn't even like able to. Um, to hide it, you know, I, 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 I straight away, he, um, he was like doing noises, you know, and okay, I heard him. Yeah. So I land in the second one, like to try to finish him. But like, that that's when you see like, how, how good experience, you know, he is because even when he was hurt, he was able to, to grab me and took me down. And I was like, oh shit. Like, I, I was like, what, what I did a, 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 a hookie, a hooky mistake, you know, to rush too much in, but I just like took my time because I'm, 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 I feel really good even with someone on my back. I knew that it was like a, just a matter of time until until I um, get back on my feet. And once I get back on my feet, I just thought, don't rush, you know, because I knew you were you were still hurt, but I was like, I'm not gonna do the same mistake. So I just took my time, picked my shots. And uh, once I, I landed the third body kick, I was like, that's it, you know? Yeah, it was amazing. And I've got to ask you because I felt your first win against Daniel Crawford was unbelievable. I was in London to watch that fight. And I can remember the way everybody was talking about Daniel ahead of that fight. And I yeah. felt like you should... Why, why doesn't Pedro now take that momentum from the Crawford win? But this one feels different for me. Uh, I saw you arrive out to press row in a beautiful beautiful uh, ensemble can you tell us a bit about that suit that you wore it was it's fantastic <laughs> i just like you you know uh is i i got my uh, i guide myself my life you know in uh, in feelings in uh, in instant in a little bit of instinct i i think about like things that i do in my life but at the same time i just it's like someone is guiding my life and i feel it that i have to do and i do it i saw that suit and i, I was like man I'm gonna win this fight, and this is gonna be my important win in my life. So I have to look great. So I just, I, I, me and my corners, we 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 spent like one hour and a half 
trying the suit, the perfect size, the perfect everything, you know, especially because I was waiting, kept waiting. So we needed to, to do the, the right calculations. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. And then, and then once, once we have the whole package, we took the pictures and, and we just like, that's it. We take this, this suit, you know, and uh, the winner suit, the winner suit, you know, and, uh, and that's it. And in one, like, this, 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 my mindset that I have, and I know that um, in two twenty, I'll be world champion. I will have the belt around my waist, and that's a, a known and for sure fact. Did you feel as though this one is different? You know, as I said, I, I felt you should have had more attention after the Crawford win. But does this one feel different? Because it feels different to me. I, yeah. I, I woke up the next day, and and your name is everywhere. I see the likes of James Gallagher. Brian Moore, two guys who said they wanted to be in the featherweight tournament, they are now pushing your request forward, saying, "Let this guy go in. He he's the one." Does it feel bigger than than the other ones? Yes, absolutely. Like this this fight for me feels like this is is is, is the beginning of my road. You know, mm. the um, that the thing that that I from since kid I dream about it. You know, to 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 start to make it happen so this basically is the i feel that is is the beginning you know was like the the, the big first step to what i'm gonna i'm gonna do it in the future you know the the big first step of greatness that's it who would be your ideal opponent i mean if, if you get this place in the featherweight tournament who would you love to start off against in the first round who would you love to face I, I I I don't have anyone in particular. Anyone. Ah, come on, Pedro. Any one of them, <laughs> any one of them, you know. Just, just uh, like uh, I, I'm, I'm be honest. I don't have any particular name. But if if there's if there's anyone like I I, I let the, the crowd say who they think they is, is the favorite, and once they pick the favorite, they can put against me. It's okay. And then the second favorite, and then the third favorite. I'll fight the favorites until the, the 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 very end. So in their way, when I get the belt, there's no doubts about it. That's incredible, the man. That would be that. That's so you are ready for all comers. You aren't you. You are ready to put it on the line here. You aren't worried about being strategic about who you fight here. You want the the best guy first. Like I, I, I think I think uh, I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna even talk about outside of Bellator. Just inside of Bellator, like. You just see my opponent, like, uh, my first opponent was Daniel Crawford, one of the highest prospects in Europe. Absolutely. He was beating every single one by knockout. And I went there and beat him. Then, on Italy, I took a fight on 10 days' notice. And I went out there, 43 seconds. And now I fought one of the best in the world, one, one, one veteran, experienced guy, dangerous guy. And I knocked him out. So I think if if you see by by my opponents that I don't have any problem to fight anyone, that's me. You know, like I, I'm a fighter. They become an athlete to be a better fighter. You know, these guys are all athletes. They are not fighters. They are athletes. I'm a fighter. That's that's the difference between me and them. I'm a fighter. You know, and uh, when that cage clocks, we're not gonna. We, we, I mean, this is a sport, it is, but in the end of the day, this is a fight. That's why you say, I don't play fight, I fight, period. So with this being said, I, I, I don't mind. That's, this is what I love, to have a scrap, 
you know i don't i don't want to get hurt i actually like it you know but they 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 have to understand that when i when when i go out there i go with bad intentions you know because this is what i love i love i love, uh, once once the, the the lord is locked there's no pedro anymore that's that that's someone else and that someone else is there to hurt them and doesn't matter who they are and um, so with this being said i like i don't have problems to fight anyone and and um, I, I i i i'm a realistic person you know i'm not over my head but i don't see anyone that uh, i say that i have problems to beat i i i truly believe that from everyone that possibly going to be on on their on their tournament I'll beat them all. Does it feel like it's going to happen? You know, when people have a natural intuition, they feel like, you know, th this feels like it is going to happen. After the win, after being around the Bellator staff, after being around the media, are you confident that this will happen? Oh, uh, yes, I am. Good. I am. I am confident, you know, it's just the only thing now, it's the confirmation, the public confirmation, and that's it. Once you Once you see my name on it, you you can be sure there in 220 I'll be world champion. I gotta ask you one more thing, Pedro, before you go. I, I think yeah. this is very disrespectful, but several people have said to me that they think you are older than 23 years of age, and I keep telling them <laughs> it's because he has a beard. If he shaved off his beard, he would look very young. When people have beards, it makes them look older. You you are definitely 23, right? <laughs> I'm definitely 23. <laughs> I born in 8th of June, 1995. You're going to have to put up a picture of your passport. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like every time someone says that, I just say that I look older, not because of my appearance, but because of my skill set already. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. And I agree with you after seeing what you did on Saturday night. Nah, it is like, like I... I'm I'm a, I'm a kind of a little veteran, you know. Like I trained for eleven years already. Wow! I I, sta I started to compete with sixteen, and uh, at my time in Portugal, there's no such thing as as like juniors or this or that. It was straight away. You want to fight? You go against the the big guys. Let's go. You know. So I, I'm I'm in this game for 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 a few years, you know, already and. Uh, I have on my back counting like all kind of 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 of, of combat sports uh, around like thirty or more fights, probably thirty, thirty two, thirty three. I don't know, but around thirty fights I have already in my back. You know, it's amazing. So I've been I've been I've been already in 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 some wars, and uh, so with this being said, is it, it it's right now I just feel especially and especially on my last fight, I felt I felt the first time. When I was inside of the cage, like a calm, yes. but a good calm, not a bad calm, because most of the times people are like calm, but are like empty. I was like, last time I was like calm, but you know, I was just feeling right there. I was just enjoying the moment. And, and this, this one, I was feeling calm and at the same time pumped. You know, I was just enjoying everything. I was just make sure that I was enjoying every single moment you know and um i heard i heard a kind of a, a motivation speech of a guy and i completely agree with him the lion is the biggest predator not because he he, he hunts his prey and something because he absolutely loves the process of the hunting you know yeah. he, he enjoys the hunt before he even hunt a prey he enjoys the hunt and i think that's the main thing 
true champions, true greats, guys. They, they when they go out there, they are only they are not only looking for the finish. You know, they are enjoying the process. The whole thing they're gonna drive them to the win. They enjoy it. You know, so and that's it. I, I just, I just, especially with 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 such a high level uh, as Derek comes, I just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my time. You know, I have cardio to go all day, so that's not a problem. I just gonna take my time, and um, if the finish have to happen, it will happen. You know, so I just took my time, and here we are talking. Amazing, amazing, and I, I must say. Oh, we need to we need to uh, get off the phone now because Pedro is actually going back to training already. It's Bank yes. Holiday Monday in Ireland, and he is about to head off to training at twelve. This is incredible, Pedro. Is this always <laughs> the way it is? Straight back in? Yes, yes, sir. Never, never was, never was any anything like different. I, 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 I mean, when I say I don't take days off, this is my job. This is my life. You know, people don't understand. This is my life. You know, this is what I love to do. You so, can at least have a lion on Monday, for God's sake, no? <laughs> I took I, I took a day off yesterday, you know, Sunday. I didn't I didn't do nothing. The only thing that I did yesterday was eating pizza. Like <laughs> so I th- I think I think was already a day off enough. <laughs> okay, okay, that's so. So at least there, uh, yeah, it's good that you took some time off. But uh, Pedro, th- thank you so much for speaking to us. I'm so glad thank to get to know you finally, you. and um. We all hope that that you get that place in the tournament because it would be great to see a guy from over here competing with the U.S. guys, especially after what you've already shown you can do to one of the most experienced guys on the roster. Yes, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for getting me here. No well, problem. Uh, Enjoy well, training. It's pleasure. I will. I always, <laughs> do. I always do. Okay, Pedro, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. And we're back. Now we'll take a look at the weekend's action going forward. It's going to be a busy enough one with both cards. I think they're taking place at the same time. Is that correct? Is both of them taking place on Saturday? You'd imagine so, yeah. It'd be roughly about the same so time. So UFC 237 on BT Sport and Bellator 221 on Sky Sports. Um, and all our American friends, check your listings. Yes, <laughs> yes. Don't listen to us whenever we're advising you on this kind of thing. Um, yeah, well, UFC 237, uh, Rose Namajunas v Jessica Andrade. It reminds me of um, when when Ronda went over to fight Beth Cohea. Yeah. Obviously, there was a lot more fanfare around that this time around. Uh, that time around, obviously, Rose probably doesn't have that same star power uh, Ronda being one of the greatest uh, celebrities I think the UFC ever produced but um, I have a bad feeling about this one for us I don't like it either and I think it's that trip to Brazil man people don't uh, people don't really understand what it's like to fight over there until you've actually fought over there and I think that could be a major major issue she has some serious stopping power as well Jessica yeah, and oh my god she's a little beast and um, you know been lucky enough to cover a couple of her fights in, in person and um, a really likeable sort of character as well. A really always a smile on her face, but literally that smile goes away when she's in the cage. And I think we've we've seen this sort of, I don't know if it's a facade, but with Rose with this, you know, blank stare and face and all this when she's uh, on a bail up to fight week. But I do, I feel this is a nasty one for her. I, I think the atmosphere in Brazil isn't going to do any favours either. Could really unsettle her, man. But what does it mean if she beats Andrade? opens up the division again massively and I think you know Rose has been so dominant in her last couple of outings that I think it would probably be good for the division um, you know I think which want, if she won or if Andrade won, won right. you know it opens it up we can, no but what if Rose wins well I mean if she well, wins if, in Brazil I mean 
what more has she got to do really yeah you know well, she, she she's beaten you know most of the top ladies in that division yes and it will be tough um, it'll probably cement her legacy as one of the best uh, ever female fighters because those two performances against Joanna and JJ were absolutely phenomenal I can remember when we spoke to Joanna on this show a while back uh, she was saying she doesn't think anyone could fight Jessica Andrade the way she did and you know it's hard to really argue with her there because she, she jabbed the face off Andrade I agree fight. I agree and I think um, you know we've seen Andrade as well kick on an extra level in her last number of fights she's really sort of um, I don't know if she's trained up her, her camp or whatever mixed it up but she's definitely improved and to, a girl like that to improve as much as she has done and win in the manner in which she did against Karolina Kowalkiewicz that was phen- phenomenal to, to start, spark out such a, a quality kickboxer and striker like Karolina in the fashion she did incredible finish Jared Cannonier's riding high off that David Branch win uh, second round finish of him in his middleweight debut he's established himself immediately in the rankings which is Pretty, pretty crazy when you see that he, you know, coming off two two losses at light heavyweight, goes down the middleweight, beats Branch, a former WSOF champion, and now he's fighting Anderson Silva. Um, Cannonier looks ridiculous right now. Like, based on his performance against Branch, he looked unbelievable at the new weight class. Um, but Anderson Silva's Anderson Silva, as we saw against um, Israel Adesanya recently. Um, what do you think of that fight? Is this That's the one where one. We, we finally see... Um, the crown slip from Anderson Silva, like in a dramatic fashion. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's been, it's been, we've seen it slip. It's Forty-four it's, years of age. Yeah. It's pretty much gone. Um, that X factor that he had. Uh, Cannonier, yeah, it's a weird one for me. Looked so good against Branch. Obviously, uh, was pretty much dead in that two hundred and five pound division. I think this is probably. Um, Maybe a step too far. My, I wouldn't be surprised if Anderson pulled this one out of the bag. Man. He might do it. Yeah, he could decision him. Remember well. Brunson, when you're just stuck in the headlights in front of him, it, it can happen. But Cannonier seems to have a real impetus when he's in there, so I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if he can he can kick on yeah. um, and, and get some momentum behind him. But yeah, I, I just fancy Anderson here. Similar kind of situation with Aldo v. Volkanovski in that a lot of people are kind of saying, is this the time when you know Aldo gives way to a guy who's behind him in the rankings with Al- Alexander Volkanovski? Falkonowski's looked fantastic. I interviewed him very early on in his UFC tenure. I've talked to him a couple of times, but um, six wins so far as a UFC uh, fighter. I believe five as a as a flyweight. I mean featherweight. Uh, Mizuta Hirata, Shane Young, Jeremy Kennedy, and then the last two, most importantly, Darren yeah, Elkins and Chad Mendes. I mean, he, he finished Mendes in the second round. That's a great fight. I mean, unbelievable fight. And and you you fancy Alexander here, don't you? Yeah, I just think the manner in which he fights, he likes to bite down. And, he's and relentless. We, and we saw that he's relentless. Yeah, totally. And I think that's when he can cause Jose Aldo problems. We saw Max Holloway do it twice, and you know he obviously bounced back against Jeremy Stevens and and, uh, and Adam Moicano in incredible fashion. In fairness to him, but I think maybe this is the time for Alexander Volkanovski to shine. Very impressive performer, in my opinion. So it's it's a really evenly contest. Don't get me wrong, but. Maybe just uh, on what we're looking at in terms of what style the fighters bring. I'm going to fancy uh, Volkanovski here. What a win that would be for uh, New Zealand again. What, what about, yeah. And, and it's Eugene Berman. Um, Eugene Berman, the yeah. city kickboxing. He's not actually his head coach. There's another guy who looks after Alexander's head coaching duties. But um, he is very much involved in the camp. And they're having some serious runs at the moment. Uh, Tiago Alves and Lorraine Starapoli. And Francisco Trinaldo v. Carlos Diego Ferreira close out the main card there. There's actually no European interest in this card, but looking enough, claim someone. Uh, BJ Penn versus Clay Guida. BJ Penn's Irish. All right. Um, so, I mean, that's a bit of a mad one, isn't it? BJ Penn competing, and it's not even a whisper about it, really. Yeah, I think it... Does it warrant a whisper? No. Clay, Clay will go through him. Don't um, you know? Clay will go through him here, I think. 
it's 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 just a guy that's hanging on. Um, I think we've seen it for the last number. Without a win um, in nearly ten years now. It's uh, it, it's sad to see. Um, doesn't obviously know how to deal with a six straight way losses from the sport. Listen, the UFC have to take responsibility for this as well at times. And I don't think they not they do enough. Um, like he's not selling any tickets for this event, you know. Hundred percent. And what are we doing anymore? Wh- what are we doing? E- exactly. That is that is it. What, what are we doing here? Um, you know, tough to see. Get all night, man. Get all night for me. Yeah, and as we said, no, um, no uh, Europeans on the card. Unfortunately, very disappointed with the UFC on that front. Um, anything else sticking out to you there? There's not really much sticking out to me, to be honest. Um, um, Naguera is going to be good to watch. It always is. Warley Alves and Sergio Moraes is a decent fight there. Um, <clears throat> I always like watching Warley and, and Sergio brings it as well. You know more about this kind of thing than I do. Um, I don't fancy this to break any records in terms of UFC pay-per-views. Uh, 100,000. Yeah, optimistic? Yeah. Optimistic, uh, 100,000? Yeah. I yeah, think I think so. you're right. It's just... Top three fights of the card are the ones sticking out there. Nothing really um, else. A um, couple other decent fights. Um, not good card list. Not not too bad. Francisco Trinado will probably bore people to death kicking off the the main card. Um, but yeah, it's uh, good call. It's good. <laughs> it is. It's uh, it's not not the worst. Bellator two two one goes down in Rosemont, Illinois, um, and the big European attraction there is of course Michael Venom Page with the most significant test of his life against Douglas Lima. Um, you know, I, I think back to the Paul Daly fight when I'm looking at this one, Noel, yeah, because definitely. so many people were saying if Paul Daly can cause him this much trouble with grappling, Douglas Lima's going to eat him alive. How do you feel about that? Yeah. How can you not? Mm. Um, look at Douglas Lima. Look what he's done in Bellator under the banner. Being really, really impressive. And I think it is. It's a step up again. You know, Daly gave him a lot, a lot of issues in the deck. A lot, a lot. And I think Douglas Lima, if we if we look back, was it the McDonald fight I'm thinking mm-hmm. of? Um, such a closely caught contest and I think if we look at you know grapplers I think, and that was pre-Jesus Rory yeah and I think exactly that's what I mean <laughs> pre-Jesus Rory was the vicious Rory MacDonald um, and you know Rory's ground game is so good and Douglas hung in there with him um, so yeah I think this could be a long night for Michael Venepage and I think it could be the fo- time where we, we finally see him undone in his mixed martial arts career yeah I would agree with you but my god if he wins Jesus it, Christ. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a huge statement, and I think it's a long overdue statement, PT. He's not yeah. getting any younger either. Let's and be, of course, be honest about it. The winner of that fight will go on to fight the winner of Naaman Gracie versus Rory McDonald. Yeah. Rory coming off that win over John Fitch recently. Well, a draw, actually, when he was put through. Um, the main event is very interesting there with Michael Chandler and Patricio Pitbull, a champ v yeah, champ fight, fight for the 55 title. Patricio's looked unbelievable lately. Savage. Um, and Chandler obviously got his, fo- his title back against Primus recently enough as well. Um, Interesting fight, that one on the main. Like, I mean, these cards are on at the same time, and there's going to be a lot of people tuning over to watch Michael Page. I guarantee oh, yeah, you that. I, yeah, I, you know, we were just talking about it there. You know, you said you're going to have one on your computer and one on the TV. I'll probably do the same yeah. on Saturday night. It's one of those ones where I think you look at the top three fights uh, on both cards, and they're both very appealing to um, to a lot of mixed martial arts fans. And it doesn't stop there with Beldor 2-2-1. As you mentioned earlier, AJ McKeevy, Pat Curran. It's a great fight. Uh, 13 and 0 now AJ McKee and that's, oh, a, that's, a, that, that's a really good test for him as well against an experienced vet like Pat Kern um, you know Pat's really good ground game as well you'd fancy AJ in the feet it's a really f- fascinating dynamic and I think it's a, a further fight that puts him and puts him over well and I think AJ McKee man has just looked phenomenal and, got uh, that beautiful anaconda choke over Daniel Crawford in his last fight in his career he's just looked fabulous and I, I think we're probably looking at a future world champion here 
Curran's coming out into the fight off three straight wins. Emmanuel Sanchez, Georgia Karekian, and John Masapa. So good victories there. Obviously, he's fell to uh, Daniel Vichel and Patricio Pitbull recently. Uh, Daniel Strauss, another man who's beaten him under the Bellator banner. And, of course, Eddie Alvarez. But uh, that's very top drawer. Um, fighters, but I don't think anyone's doubting that AJ McKee is a top drawer fighter now. I think we all know think, that yeah. much. I think I think that's been established. But, but this is a good step up. You you're happy with it? Yeah, very very good step up. And I think when you're beating a guy like Pat Kern, if he beats him, it's it's a further statement and it enhances his reputation definitely. Jack Hager, aka Jack Swagger, um, Jake Hager, should I say, takes on TJ Jones, one and one and zero against one and zero. I think he'll deal with him handily based on his debut. He was yeah. very impressive at wrestling and uh, had the submission skills as well, which he we was. saw. He was great. Um. Yeah, and then after that, uh, we go into the wilderness. Unfortunately, Oscar Oscar might be an interesting one. To He's watch. no Oscar Askarov <laughs> of ACB fame, ACA. Should I say now? Yeah, I don't know. Really, to be honest, I don't know an awful lot about a lot of the guys further down in the card. There, he's been fighting on Titan FC. He's been fighting on LFA. Oh, Look, I'm interested in the main card. To be honest with yeah. you guys, I don't really have anything jumping out at me when I'm looking down at these preliminaries. Um. So yeah. So, two good tar- cards there. Um, going to be interesting to see what happens. Going to your head, Chandler v. P- uh, Pitbull. Who do, you, who do you pick? Pitbull. Do you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A recent form. Yeah, and he does and, and seem to be like... Chandler's very inconsistent, man. Even for... I know he was a champion for a while, but he has these tendencies to to be a little bit sloppy at times, and I think Pitbull might take advantage here. Sloppy. I made him extra sloppy for you. I'd love to see Chandler in the UFC, though, still. Right, so uh, on to our final interview of the evening. Um, we talked to Marvin Vittori, the Italian Dream, who has just been confirmed as USADA suspension for Osterin. Um He obviously is in with Sean O'Malley, Nico Montano, Augusto Mendez, um, with USADA coming back and saying uh, there was no signs of intentional use. A very tough period for all of these fighters. I saw Sean O'Malley talking about his frustrations. Augusto Mendez is nearly bankrupting himself trying to prove his innocence. And next of all, here it is. Oh, well, you know, you guys didn't intentionally use this. Um, it's a tough break. Vittori is uh, only 25 years of age. Um, he's been off for over a year since that loss to Stoilbender. And just look what happened to Stoilbender's career in that time away. It's incredible. He's had fight offers for Tim Bosch for Andrew Sanchez and for Jared Cannonier since he's been on the sidelines. He hasn't been able to take any of those fights. Um, so he, he takes on uh, Cesar Mutante on July 13th. So we got his take on, on this whole situation, uh, how he ended up in King's MMA from Italy and uh, what his plan is going forward. And he also had some words for Elias Teodoro. He wasn't all that impressed with that performance. And he recounted an old sparring story um, from back in the day. So. I Good, good, good time talking to Marvin. I thought he'd be named after Marvelous Marvin Hagler because he's a middleweight and Mar- Marvin Hagler moved to Italy all those years ago, but it uh, turns out, no, nothing to do with that. All right. Well, there you go. Cool. I, I thought I would have a lovely little bit there on his uh, Marvin being named after Marvin Hagler, but it didn't happen. These things happen. But uh, great to speak to Marvin. Um, this is quite a long one because we had a lot to get through, so we'll see you in about 24, 30 minutes. MMAfighting.com and I am joined none other by the Italian dream himself Marvin Vittori Marvin you have this big fight coming up with Cesar Ferreira in July how are you my friend? I'm very good I'm very happy to be back and um, very excited to 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 do this interview I've got to ask you right how does a guy from Italy end up in California training with Rafael Cadero that is a question I often wonder when, when I see your career yeah, it's uh my career has always been um like my my training career has always been uh 
uh, all over the places. So at first, <laughs> when I when I was it, so when I first started MMA, there wasn't that much in Italy, you know. So uh, after I was after I stayed there for like a couple of years, I decided that if I wanted to make uh, MMA my life, then I had to move to take it to the next level. And at uh, first, obviously, I couldn't go right to California because it's the other side of the world, and I was just uh, just getting out of high school. And um, and so at first, I decided to move in London, and uh, I trained a London shoot fighter for for two years, and uh, and I stayed there, trained and worked there, and then I went back to Italy for like another six months, and then and then it happened that. One time I came here for a week. Actually, I was still in London, and I came here for a week for uh, the Nogi Awards to do the competition for the IBJJF Nogi Awards. And uh, we were doing a week at the at the Cobrinha at the Cobrinha Academy, Jiu Jitsu Academy, and uh, I met Babalu there, uh, Renato Sobral. Wow, Babalu, and um, and then so we kind of like. Um, got along because uh, he was he was he was showing some uh, wrestling technique and he used me as a as a partner to show wrestling technique and so and then we were talking about I was like oh I'm doing MMA and uh, I'm doing this and that and he's like oh listen if you actually want to do MMA the place to be is King's MMA and so then uh, then I went then I went back to London and then actually then I moved back to Italy and then. Um, I did three fights there and uh, in Italy, and I won. I won all of them, and then I, I had a fight against Jack Mason. And uh, for that fight, I'm like, oh, you know, like uh, this, this guy is very solid. I, I might need like uh, a proper camp. And um, and then uh, so I I remember, like, I mean, I knew I, I, I talked to Babalu, and I'm like, they told me like Kingdom of May is a very good spot to go to be. And so then, uh, so that's why I I first did the first camp. Uh, here and I'm, I, I got here. It was kind of weird that time because uh, I came here. And I saw I saw I had a place to stay, then I ended up not having one, and then I had to find some. But the first couple of days are kind of rough. Were but, you homeless? I was homeless. Yeah. For a of days. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Yeah. It's and then I was, but then then uh, luckily uh, a friend of mine, and then after became a friend of mine. Um, uh, took me on his, me and my friend, because we both came here, uh, for, and, and, uh, it's called, his name is Jason Melly. And, uh, and we stayed at, at his place for like three months. And, uh, and so, um, and so I was training with him, because Jason Melly is actually like, a um, Caesar Gracie Black Belt. Wow. And, um, and so I was training with him and then going to King's. And that's how I did my first camp over here. And then since since then, then I just uh, I kept doing camps uh, back and forth from Italy to here. And then um, about two years and a half ago, I decided to move here. And it must have been an incredible risk because you're so young, right? You're only twenty five years of age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like one thing, even though I knew that the circumstances were in the were in the. I mean, you know, I I don't, I don't want to complain, but obviously, like. Um, you know, wanting wanting to do MMA at the highest level and uh, uh, being born in a five thousand people village in the in, in the north of Italy is not the best circumstances. <laughs> but 
but but at the same time it made me very hungry and uh and um and so i knew i i, I didn't have any time to to waste you know i like, can so i mean i i always had to work to get the work that's what i when when they ask me it's always like i, I always say this i always have to to work a lot to get the work and that made me understand that i can't waste any time because it might already take more time than what it should have than what it should have taken because obviously nothing training wasn't i i couldn't get to to train at, at, at a good level easily and so that's why i was um i'm like yeah man i have to i have to ever i have to do everything and uh in the smartest way that i can Yes, yes, and and it seems like that is working out for you. But of course, we we haven't seen you in action now since April of last year when you fought a uh, Stoilbender. Um, mm-hmm. it, it it has been announced in the last couple of weeks that you know you got a you got a ban from USADA, but they they've said that you know there is no signs of any intentional use. I mean, you you were very honest about this. You came out, you told the fans, um, from the beginning what the story was. But um, how frustrating has this been for you? Because I've seen other guys like uh, Sean O'Malley, I've seen Augusto Mendez talk about how frustrating and, and disappointing it's been uh, having to wait this long to find out what's been happening. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. It's been it's been kind of crazy because uh, everything happened so quick. Because in this whole year, basically, that I was out of fighting, it's uh, I mean the suspension was six months, but then uh, after my last fight. I, I I was taking I took like a six weeks off because I had some injuries that I was uh, dragging with me, so then I started going back to training and then this thing happened. So together, when I'm gonna go back to fighting, it's gonna be more than a year basically that I'm off. But um, obviously, I would have never expected anything like that, and uh, and and everything was kind of crazy because in this whole period, I never knew I could never make a plan for myself because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everything started right away, and then uh, the situation was always very weird. And uh, even Uzar and Jeff Novinsky were like, uh, Jeff Novinsky from the beginning was like, "Listen, your case is kind of weird because I, I mean, I, I, I believe you because it's like you, the 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 level is so low, and um, you know, this is the first test that you actually like uh, found you you've been found you've been found uh, positive." And then uh, Austrian is a weird substance, and it can happen to be in a lot of uh, supplements. And um, you know, you don't seem like the guy that cheats at all, and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. I just, I, I don't know. I just like, I, I, I went to check what it was, Austrian. I actually never heard of it before. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's a substance to get big and like uh, to get ripped. I'm like, I, what? I mean, there's no, like, I never wanted to get big in my whole life. I'm going to kind of wait. Yes. If something, I, I get big too easily. So, um, yeah, but like I said, so, and since the case was weird, and since they had uh, things going on about cases like Austerine, and since they had a lot of cases uh, uh, pending for Austerine, like five or six, they were like, we are kind of like uh, ruling this kind of like uh, situation. So in the meanwhile, we don't want to give you, uh, we don't want to give you, um, uh, a, a, like we don't want to um, uh, give you like like a time because the rule that we're gonna do or like the meeting that we're gonna have might might, might generate some rule and they're gonna affect your case. 
And so you're you're basically on a hold for now. You're just on a hold, and we're not gonna tell you anything because if we do give you like a like a time to to do, then you know it might be more because it doesn't matter which kind of substance doesn't matter anything. At the end of the day, if you're not able to prove where it's from, normally it's always two years. Doesn't matter, you know. So mm. I was like, I'm absolutely, like you know, this is this is a this is a very weird and unfair situation by my from my side. So. I'd rather wait, no matter what. And so I was on a hold, and uh, and then uh, I was on a hold, and I didn't know. One month, two months, they kept, they they told me like, oh, in a couple of months we're gonna know, but then they shifted back another couple of months, and then they shifted back another couple of months, and then finally they told me, oh, at this point we're gonna tell you, but I was like, it's, it's gonna be another time where they're gonna tell me like, oh, we're gonna shift it back another couple of months, but then actually this time they told me and. And I was so happy, but the, what I what I always told myself in this period, I'm like, even 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 more because I wasn't a hold. I'm like, you know, a fight can maybe happen soon in a way. You know, even this can happen easily to to be sold, and then I might have a fight in six seven weeks. And even then, obviously, I'm not gonna take time all this time off and uh, just you know, I wanna. I was like, I gotta keep stay focused and, and keep training and get better and, and use this uh kind of like of a like see the positive way and like keep keep training but and so that's why that's what I did I, I just trained a lot and just got better I feel like I'm a different I'm a different guy completely different fighter uh uh right now mentally and physically uh, under every aspect of, of fighting I'm, I'm I'm different I'm, and I'll show it and in my next fight I'm 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 so much better is it? Do you feel exonerated now? Do you feel like everybody knows that this was accidental? Do you feel like, as I saw, you know, trolls on the internet, they always tried to chip mm-hmm. away at you guys. Do you feel now everybody knows that this is this was a an accidental case? It's a very small amount. Do you feel vindicated because Usada have said that now? Uh, I feel like most of the people uh, feel feel right about this. Like, know that I that I haven't do it. But then I feel like um, other people want because they're just too lazy to get informed. And at the same time, some people are just, you know, out there in the Internet. There are just a lot of people that are just there to hate. They call them haters for a reason. And, you know, they now they have this, but maybe they could have something they could have found something else anyway before that. So I'm not really worried about those because, you know, if there wasn't this reason to do it then they would have another one so yes <laughs> very so true at the end of the day i i mean i think that people that uh actually look into it and uh get give like i'm not saying a lot give like 30 minutes like not even 15 minutes just to read the first the paragraph the very first paragraph yes. it says it <laughs> yeah they, they they understand that the case was uh that that, that I haven't that I haven't do it like voluntarily definitely but you know at the end of the day you can't you can't really give too much attention to what other people thinks absolutely and, and yeah do you do you um like uh, i mean do you know if this came from a supplement you mentioned earlier that osterine it seems to be in a lot of supplements do you know if that's the case that it did come from a, a, a tainted supplement uh well i i tested a few and I tested like five or six supplements. And uh, I honestly, like I said, even back then, I wasn't even taking that many supplements. I, I was just taking like protein and uh, some amino acid here and there. But even like 
I didn't have a fight coming up, and you know, I, I don't even take that many supplements, so I honestly don't know. Like, this is one thing that I would really like to know, but I think it will come down in the in the tumble with me because I, I yeah, I I wasn't able to I wasn't able to find it, and uh, I just um, we tried, but I don't know. I I heard Austrian came from the weirdest places sometimes. Like I I heard like like one time was a case. Where they funded in shampoo, like or like wow. even food, or like yeah, hell? it's it's it, yeah, it's 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 very weird. So, um, I I literally don't know. I literally don't know if, if yeah. Yes, that's a, it's a, but, it's a crazy um, situation. Yeah, honestly, like before, I was always being careful, but now I'm paranoid, and I'm even this is this is in a way. Um, I mean, and at the end of the, like a lot of times. You, you really have to happen to to understand it because I speak to a lot of other UFC fighters and they're like, oh yeah, yeah I'm careful. But then I see they're not as careful. Like, they're careful as I was me before, as I yes. was as I was before. And I'm trying to tell I've tried to tell them, especially a friend of mine. I'm t- I'm trying to tell them like, look, this is actually not enough careful. Like this, like you are, you actually have to be paranoid in a way. Like you know, you have to check everything. You have to. You don't even have to, like. You really have to know exactly what. I'm actually paranoid about even extra paranoid. Even like now, meeting meat, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm 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 tripping. Like I'm. <laughs> it's crazy. So, I, I heard John Jones yeah. speaking about it as well, where he was like, if someone buys him a drink, he can't trust that the drink. Like he has to see where all of his beverages come from. He has to yeah. see, you know, um, even even guys like Junior DeSantis have said in the past since this came in the USADA thing, they they don't use any supplements. They literally just stick to food as much food as they possibly can yeah yeah but you know like that's what i'm saying like um i i hope this is for example for other people because it is crazy because now the machines of uh of testing are so sensible uh sensitive that you know they can go down to basically yeah to go to picogram which is like like it's like 12 no more than that like it's it's a is 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 a is a is what, like it's one thousand right? billions. Yeah, it's like one fraction, one thousand billions, basically, of a gram. They can go down to wow. to, to see if there is anything. It's basically like twelve zero. No, more than that. Twelve or thirteen zero after the point. That's crazy. That's very very of sensitive. Gram. Yeah. So it must feel good to have this fight lined up, uh, Marvin. It must be very, Definitely. very good for you. Like, I mean, when when you get that contract and when you sign it, um, how good do you feel? As you say, you feel like you're you're a whole new fighter now. But it must feel so good to have that target in front of you to gear your life towards now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a, it's a long time coming. I was, I was ready, and I'm like, I just gotta, you know. Accepting something that is unfair makes you very strong, you know, because you just have to accept the consequences and just keep going with it and, and just know that doesn't matter what happens, you're going to keep training and you're going to keep getting better and you're going to make sure the next opportunities that you will have, you're going to make the most of them. So that's what I did. And uh, and yeah, they, they, I was it was a long time coming. I'm like, as soon as I, I was like, I, I'm actually ready in in four weeks, five weeks. If you want, if you want to give me a fight earlier, but then, um, yeah, but then they then they told me 13th of July and uh, same card as my teammate uh, Benilde Yush. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Let, let's um, 
let, let, let's let's take that and uh, but yeah, I was I'm I'm, I'm very ready. I, I could fight I could fight in, in in three four weeks if I wanted to. But um, it's all right. Like I mean, you know, I was like at the same time I was like, there's no point to rush it. Like a month now, and I've been training for this uh, for 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 this last year, and uh, you know, a month is not gonna change anything. And I feel like I found a way to train, keep getting better, and not not overtrain myself and get injured. And uh, and uh, and at the same time, like I learned a lot about myself too. Like you know, like a lot of times uh, you go right from you go right away from from a fight to another fight, and um, you always in a camp, and uh, you always want to overtrain sometimes, and then you kind of hate the last four or five weeks you kind of like did everything because i never stopped training really but you know like and that's why even when i get to a camp sometimes i feel like i don't know like sometimes i'm four or five weeks out and actually i would like to have the five even before that but i still have four or five weeks of hard training and i started kind of like hating that process yes you will not understand to just um to just keep getting better, keep getting, like, staying focused, but at the same time, not not being ready before time. And um, and so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And uh, obviously, um, there is still a while to my fight, but like I said, I'm not worried because I'm, I know I'm not going to overtrain myself and I know I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to picking it up as, as the fight comes closer. I was listening to uh, an interview you did with James Lynch back in February. And I mean, you've missed out on some big opportunities here. You had, uh, you know, you, you told James that, uh, you know, opportunities like short notice call-ups against Tim Bosch, Andre Sanchez, and even um, Andrew Sanchez, sorry, and uh, Jared Cannonier. I mean, th- these fights yeah. would have been massive opportunities for you. Is is, is that, um, is, is it hard to look back on those things that maybe you could have fought them times apart from the, the situation with Usada? No, honestly, it's it's alright because honestly, in this in this year too, one thing I learned it's uh, I mean, I'm not gonna be the most patient guy, but like I I learned to be more patient than what I was, and I know things will come because I'm just I'm just better than these guys than all these guys, and I don't and, I, and again like yeah, well, Andrew Sanchez and Timbo didn't want to fight me, so that that wouldn't that wouldn't happen anyway because yes, Andrew okay. Sanchez, I, I I accepted the fight in three weeks notice. I called him out to eat. that didn't even say. Nothing. The guy probably doesn't don't even want to watch me in the eyes when I see him. Is 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 uh? I don't think it's he want any of of me. <laughs> and Team Boats. Uh, but yeah, uh, Team Boats. Same time, same thing. Like he didn't he didn't he didn't want to fight me. And then Jared, Jared kind of would have been crazy because if you think about it, like I I, I thought about it, like it's like if, if I we we were about to fight Jared Kennedy. And then uh, we both signed. I think I don't know if he signed, but I was I was I was very close to 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 signing. Uh, or I think I actually signed for Jerry County. But I mean, it wasn't the process. It wasn't it wasn't the the, the discussion. And um, he was very close to be. I think it wasn't on a losing streak. And uh, I think if he would have lost against me, maybe he would have got. I don't know. Like you know, he wouldn't have done good. It would it wouldn't have been good for for him, but then he went and fought Debbie Branch, and he actually won. So from like being close to I don't know I don't know because you never know about the USC. Yes, not absolutely. Business, but like from a losing streak 
it went to top ten right away. <laughs> uh, if I would have beat him, if I would have beat him, that wouldn't have meant almost anything because he was a he was on a losing streak. Yes, and uh, he was a you know. So that was actually he. That would have probably been a very a good fight, but it wouldn't have meant much for me. But at the end of the day, like there is so many of these of these weird situations in the UFC that if you're good, you got to beat anybody, and that's it. It's just a matter of time until you get to the top. You know, you uh, almost, you know, you some, almost... People, some people have it easier. Some people have some. Some people have kind of like an easier way, and some other like they have to go through anybody. But at the end of the day, I, I'm not here to have the, to have any easy way. I can, I honestly, I'm ready for anyone, and with the right preparation, I can fight anybody. So right now, I'm really, I'm, I yeah, I don't, I don't worry about the past. It's uh, past is past, and at the end of the day, this last year made me the fighter that I am today, and so much stronger mentally and physically that um that's it now i'm gonna i'm gonna take back anything that i that i missed you know do you feel like it's a bad time for cesar ferreira to be facing you after this year on the sideline after all these improvements do you feel like um you know you're like a caged animal almost you need to get in there and and have that outlet that you've been missing for the last year Ah, but the thing is, like, I think it would have been a bad time for anybody to face me right now. It's not yes. just uh, enough for just Cesar, you know. Anybody that would face me now is a bad time for them. So, <laughs> so it's uh, so it is what it is. We gotta, you know, we're fighters. We gotta pick. I, some people pick fights. I don't. And uh, you know, for for calling yourself for calling yourself a fighter, I think you shouldn't pick fights. So. They, they gave him this fight and he accepted it and if it's good enough for him this is not on my business <laughs> I, I gotta ask you uh, I was I, I follow you on Instagram and I noticed last night it didn't seem like you were very impressed with Elias Theodoro's performance oh, did, I, did man, I pick that, that up was, wrong oh man that's this man like so don't get me wrong people are like oh the guy is 17 and 2 and 17 and 3 like I don't know how blah 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 I'm like and this, I will actually say a fun fact about this. I'm like, the guy, the guy win fights because, you know, it's not that you seem like that. He looks like he can't fight. He actually, you know, he, as an MMA fighter, he's, he has some, he has some skills. Like, you know, he's a big dude. He's probably, he's probably decently strong and he's probably, and, and, uh, and he's awkward as hell. No, he has, he has some not high level, but he has some wrestling, and he's um, and uh, and and he has cardio, and and he's kind of awkward, very awkward, you know. But he has none. Of, he has nothing that I like in a fighter, you know. So he's he's he's, he's so bad, like he's so bad. At first, he's very like he's he's very ugly to watch as a as a as a as a fighter as a. Even as a fan watching a fight, this is this is tremendously ugly. And then I don't think he has a, I don't think he has a lot of like uh, heart in a way, you know, to, to kind of like dig deep when 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 uh, after a scramble or something like that, you know, to push through tiredness. And it's just he's striking his horrible. It just kicks and run, and it's it's just it's just ugly, man. It's just but you know like. If I would ever fight him, I would have underestimated him. But as a, as a, as me watching it is awkward. Like I kept saying when I was there, like my eyes are about to bleed right now. <laughs> my eyes are about to bleed. Like, I can't see this. I'm like, this guy is throwing like Wing Chun things. Like I don't even know. Like he's like throwing like punches from 
upside down and then vice versa and then he's just kicking and running and then he's getting taken down and it's, it's, it's just awkward and then the way he moves like, like you know like I was like give yourself some respect like I don't like like have some pride on yourself like, like he was walking like he's just dragging himself around like at least like show like make it look like you're not that tired like you're looking like shit right now like wow <laughs> so that's some damning statement right there marvin <laughs> what <laughs> big statement oh i mean like you know i i i'm whatever like maybe maybe if me, you get I caesar something, could i feel something like People, people, even people around me, my friends, they always say one thing about me. I appreciate you because I know you say the truth. You say, you say what you think, you know, you don't, you don't filter it that much. Well, I filter it because I don't, you know, if they're my friends and I, I want to, I want to say something that they might don't want to hear in a way, I might try to make it. <laughs> soften it up. A little like <laughs> soften it a little bit, but I, I still say it, and, you know, but they appreciate me because. I appreciate it I too. And, I appreciate and, it and too. Some, and some people, and some people, a lot of people around you don't say, don't, don't say the truth in your face. So uh, that's what I felt yesterday watching his fights. But like I said, he's a very ugly fighter to watch, and uh, he doesn't have any uh, skill that I that I like to see in a fighter. But I wouldn't underestimate him if if I would ever fight him because. Um, I know. I mean, I think it, it would be a very good fight for me, but. Uh, do you, would you like that fight if you get through Caesar? I, would you I, would you would you enjoy because he is like in the rankings, fight. right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, could, I could like that fight. I mean, like uh, it's a uh, he's uh, he's in top fifteen. I can crack top fifteen, beating him up, and yeah, yeah, I, I would like that fight. So I, I think it would have been a good fight, but I, at the same time, like I said, I wouldn't uh, underestimate him because uh, I know he's uh, he's strong. He's he's a um, He's physically, uh, uh, he looks like kind of strong. He's big and uh, he has cardio and uh, and he has some wrestling. But um, other than that, it's yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like him as a fighter. And that's a fun fact too. This is actually my first camp. I like when I was saying uh, from um, when I when I was here and, J- and I stayed with Jason Melly for the first three months yes. here in California. For the Venator. He actually for, showed up at the gym one time. He actually showed up at, the, at that gym one time I was at. And because uh, he, at the time, I think he was having a little beef with uh, Raya Hall and they were talking shit about each other or something. Actually, he was talking shit about Raya Hall and not really Raya Hall back. Raya Hall wasn't saying much, honestly, but he was talking shit to Raya Hall and Raya Hall was there too. And so he showed up at the gym and uh, he was, he, he, I think he, he just had like a couple of fights in the UFC. He didn't have that many fights. but And uh, so him and Ryan Hall role, and he was talking shit about like uh, Ryan Hall uh, uh, grounds. And then they, they rolled and Ryan Hall tops him in, in, uh, in, the, in, um, in, uh, in a jiu-jitsu role. And then I go, and I was a one seven-year back then still. Right. And I'm not, and that's like four or five years ago. I'm not even, I wasn't even the same fighter that I was now. And I actually, uh, we sparred three, five, uh, me against him. And he was big at the time. I remember he probably was like 215 pounds at least. He had like 25 pounds on me or something. Well, I, no, well, no, probably like 20 pounds. Yeah. And we sport three five, and man, I'm like, and I didn't know, I, I didn't, I didn't know him. I didn't know him before. Like I didn't see any of his fights before. And, um, 
but there I was like, man, this guy is so awkward. Like I, I sparred him and he just, like he just kept running. Even, even, even I was the smaller guy and I, and uh, I kept going forward. I using my box and it just kept running. <laughs> so this three, is five, and then, yeah, and it just uh, he tried to take me down and stuff. Oh my God, what the hell? It just I didn't know, but it was yeah, it was. He, he basically he got in with one idea and he got out with another idea. You know, like right hole, like he was talking shit about right hole ground, and he got actually tapped. And then I'm a one seven year there. I'm really. You know, nobody knew my name, and he kind of like he didn't do shit to me too. You know? <laughs> I, I got, I got. Thank you so much for your time, by the way, Marvin. But I've got one for more sure. question, um, and I was wondering this because uh, my dad is a huge boxing fan, and for years mm-hmm. he told me that uh, Marvin Hagler moved to Italy, and uh, he had oh, yeah, a, yeah. he had a very famous career there. I was wondering, are you named after Marvin Hagler? Is there any? Uh, uh, I don't. I know. I, I wasn't named after, but I, I'm I'm happy that I have the same name. Yes, it's a cool yeah, name yeah, for yeah. a middleweight. Uh, he lives in uh, he lives in Milan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And are you? Do you get home often? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, every every three four months, I try to go home, and uh, depending on my, on the fights, most of the time. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, you know, Italy is still my still my home. Beautiful place. Hundred percent Italian for sure. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. One of my one yeah. of my great fan, uh, one of my great friends um, is a uh, is Italian. His name is. Uh, Daniel Sansovini, I believe he's from um, Naples or Rome. So uh, okay, yeah, yeah, he will yeah, be happy to hear that I've talked to you now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a lot of people here in America, they have the stereotype from uh, the southern, uh, mostly like yeah, southern from uh, southern Italian or from Sicily, you know. And yes. I'm, I, I don't look Italian in general, but you know, there, there is, there is a. It's harder to see uh, people from very up in the north where I'm from that immigrate, you know, like go mm. somewhere else. So, yeah, no, just just to say that uh, normally, you know, when they when they think about Italian, they they, they they think darker skin and things like that. But I think you yeah. pull it off, though. It's looking good. It's looking good. Don't <laughs> worry about that, my friend. But, yeah, um, no, no, I'm fine. <laughs> but Marvin, uh, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I for can't sure. wait. I can't wait to see you back in there. And um, sure. I hope we get this Elias Teodoro fight set up after uh, Caesar Mutant. <laughs> Options over there. Like I said, I'm not worried. Like I, anybody, it's okay. I said even uh, to my manager, my coach, you pick the fight for me, and I trust you. That's it. I don't even want to see you. You just tell me this fight. All right, and I'll sign it. So it's fine. Brilliant. Definitely. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Marvin. Thank you. All the best. Bye bye. Thank you very much to the Italian Dream, Marvin Vittori, for speaking to us there. Very interesting. Must be very frustrating to be in that situation. You can tell he still uh, really likes Usada being there, but um, it's a tough, tough situation. I heard the same with Augusto Mendez speaking about this. I think Augusto Mendez spent tens of thousands trying to prove his innocence, only to find out that Usada come back with uh, unintentional use. It's tough, um, very, very sensitive and a whole new thing for UFC fighters to be dealing with. Um, I certainly wouldn't consider Vittori or O'Malley in the same box as I'd put TJ Dillashaw, would you? <laughs> Not uh, at all. Look, like, I mean, and this has happened quite all. a bit. Tyson off as well in yeah, this kind of situation. Yeah, similar sort of situation. Tests are getting more and more sensitive, man. Yeah, and, um, I think that's where we, you know, we have to go back again to... You know, updating of the banned substance listing is a bit big issue, which doesn't seem to have been resolved a lot since Jeff Novitsky said they were going to make a concerted effort to to um, update that list mm-hmm. on a more regular basis. And I think that's a major issue, um, you know, because the fighters need to 
be more um, informed by USADA. And they need to have a of, cooling period as well. Exactly. If there is a new thing introduced, like I mean, they can only deal with so much stuff. And if you're adding something else to that, who's to say it's not in something? Exactly. Like I mean, it's not like these guys are like jabbing syringes into yeah. themselves every week. This the, is coming up in, in in proteins. There's a massive lack of communication between USADA and the fighters on a direct basis um, in relation to that. And I think you know they're the first ones to jump on the fucking. Um, what do I say? Jump on the stage and start pointing fingers if you know a guy isn't somewhere if they don't check into their uh, their app that the fighters have. So I think you know it needs to be a little bit more um, transparent and the communication needs to be better. Yeah, I uh, absolutely agree with you. that. Kind of wraps up the the MMA for this week. But um, how are you? You haven't watched Game of Thrones yet? No, I'm gonna watch it now in a while. Do you know people think that. Um, that season of shit no people think that people who think the season of shit are like the new vegan no, like not. that you have to tell everyone that's how you feel and you know you, you listen, take, it, you, it's kind of like you're like oh yeah well I was there from the start so listen, I, mean, dickhead I think it's great and like you know you guys no, don't know like, I know shite. I know dragons I don't give a fuck you don't know dragons fuck dragons look at him he loves dragons no I'm not saying that I don't listen I call it how I think it is I'm pretty much like that and I don't give a fuck pretty if, much if I see some shit online People going, oh, you know, don't watch it if you're not like, no, I'll watch what I fucking want. Don't tell me what I can and can't watch. I just don't think it's as good as previous seasons. That's, I think you're just watching it to, to have that line. I'm not, man, I had to turn on a torch last week to bloody watch the fucking thing. That was tough. It was, thank you. Especially especially when you're not watching it in uh, HBO quality, let's say. But he's down over the north side, anyway. But uh, I'll tell you what. Stop fucking ruining it. All these people. Do you know last last yeah. week's episode, I won't get into it. There's a big climatic uh, moment there. Everybody was talking about it. I hadn't seen the episode yet. I went on Twitter straight away. Yeah. Image of it. Yeah, it's annoying because it's on at 2 a.m. Stop here. being pissants. It's on at 2 a.m. here. So I think people should stay off fucking line. Yeah, shut um, the f- Until seriously. the next day. Till the Monday say Monday night people are like oh block the Game of Thrones hashtag shut the fuck I'm not yeah, fucking doing yeah, that yeah fuck that shit I don't even know how to do that yeah. okay <laughs> so just watch your P's and Q's you're 30 odd years of age stop tweeting about what happened on a bleeding TV yeah. show you pricks yeah no I think there's more pressing issues in, in the world of sport though like Liverpool are very much worrying me now about winning this uh, Premier League title after that Newcastle win at the weekend didn't deserve it either which is even more worrying 3-2 um Oh no, it's just it's, it's it's been a hard but season. But City are playing tonight, right? Yeah. So I hope City win. Um Who are they playing? Playing um Leicester, which is a tough game. Oh shit, yeah. So oh, the man the football, I just wanted to end now. After yesterday's about spineless from Pogba and the boys yesterday. Just spineless. Um I don't know what to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It, it, that's what it is. It, it was absolutely pathetic, appalling performance, no chance. You look the old towns, don't you? Let's let's be honest, a lot of these um, millennial type footballers are uh, you know they, a manager shouts at them they, they want to cry in a corner and, and sulk like a little child it's just the way sport's gone you can't say anything to anyone anymore it's very upsetting um, you need figures like Roy Keane you need um, the Gary Nevilles the Scoles these guys like those back that, yeah. it's, just, it's football is really sad in the last few years just, don't know just about the it, yeah look honest. at the money the guys are getting as well overpaid little mercenaries is all there millennials get out, get out of here is every week a bank holiday now no, listen, just appreciate that because we don't get a lot of them pizza and we've had two, you know, in quick succession. But back to back. There is quite long periods here where we don't get one and you're craving for one. So it makes absolutely it. no difference to my life. Yeah, it doesn't really either to me. Um, I work most weekends. Every fucking day. It doesn't really... I just know because Elaine's still at home that yeah, it's a bank holiday. Yeah, where, where aren't you yeah. in work? I'm a bank... All right. Um, uh, same as me. Fuck all difference. 
Um, what's this? Have you watched this? These uh, Avengers films? Nah, I wouldn't be into that. Part. I'm not into it either. But all that shit about that new film has made me want to go and watch every nah. one of them. So I googled how many of them there are. The 22 of the fucking thing. That's what's ridiculous. That's like going to take me two years to do. Like. Yeah, and no, I, I, I've probably watched about two of them. Well, I've never seen any of them. Probably. Yeah, I saw Black Panther actually. It was really. Yeah, good. you probably. It's, it's not my cup of tea, really. I'm, no. I'm not a, like I am. I'm a big film guy, but I'm very selective. I'm a fussy little girl about films. Like I. Like Game of Thrones is sort of a push for me even to watch it, and I've very much enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but like I wouldn't be into the Dungeons and Dragons kind of shit. Um, no, in general, it's like, the only thing I watch. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't really watch. Like honestly, I'd watch. I, lo- I love documentaries, as you know. Um, I love sort of your, your, your classic films. I love war films. Um, Good Boys in the Hood, like Shoot Up, um, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, in, in general, I, I I just man, it's fucking sports my life. So yeah, it's pretty much it. Consumed um, by the. The realms of sport and mixed martial arts. Yeah, it's it's a horrible, horrible, horrible existence. Sport's horrible. It's tough. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> don't I guess get that, into media, motherfuckers. That's all, that's all my advice for you. That's all we've got for you. Um, you know, there's, there's a real game now, PT. Darts, I love yeah, darts. Darts is great. Um, I have to make sure my car is still working so I can get home yeah, again. Yeah, a bit of a flat coming over. Oh man, every I'm going to die in that car. I want to say it on the record now. I will Jesus, die that. in that car. No, you won't. I know I will, and people will remember this moment. And don't say that. I'm telling you. We don't. I don't remember need... this moment. I, I told you. I've this seen it in the future. Won't go out I'm like Tupac. <laughs> Did you see that f- about Tupac? I was talking about with John out there yesterday. Um, about Did you Tupac. see that about Tupac? The lad's been dead yeah. for twenty odd years. Yeah, but you know, Shug Knight's son. Have you seen his son? He's like yeah. a record producer. Shug's obviously in jail. Shug's son has been going out and chatting to TMZ and shit and going. Oh, I'm gonna re- unveil Tupac. He's been living in like the Caribbean and Zaire and shit like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy on? Is this guy for real? No, he's not for real. Cause yeah. he's dead. Yeah, Shug's yeah. on though. We should have known better. Yeah, I mean, unless it's a story about hanging vanilla ice by his ankles off a balcony. <laughs> yeah, I'm not you remember really interested that? in anything else. That's all fuck I want to hear. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, so that's all we have for you, folks. Um, we love you loads. Um, no, we don't. So take right. care of yourselves. Uh, it's a lonely place out there. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, love is loud. See us next week. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.